tonight's episode of the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish is brought to you by Z Apollo Photography. Visit zapollophotography.com for all your photography needs. The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. champion when he's got all that weight on your back there's really nothing you can do i mean he's trying to maneuver to the ropes but joe is just too heavy to maneuver big and strong as samoa joe he's, he's hooked the uh, right arm of suzuki and this is physical we're talking about physical you can slash it anywhere you want special start time friday night texas death match yeah and it's saturday night on tnt AEW Women's World Title on the line. No cakes involved in that one, I bet. So I have a huge Ring of Honor World Championship match this Saturday night. Samoa Joe, though, looking to capture the Ring of Honor World Television title. Championship week, man. Oh, Suzuki, high hook in the corner. Joe, former Ring of Honor World Champion, former Ring of Honor Pure Champion. He's never held the television title. This is his opportunity here tonight, but you know, Minoru Suzuki not going to go softly. Wow. Nothing soft about that kick. Suzuki knew that pin wouldn't get it done. He's forcing Joe he to yeah. expend energy. Exactly. Don't be surprised. He knew he wasn't going to pin that time. So you can say, well, why did he do it? Well, to show Joe that what he can do and what he's going to do, beat him. We've seen the sadistic submission wrestling of Minoru Suzuki. He finished 76% of his mixed martial arts fights, 22 victories via submission. But now, he may be looking to invoke Carl Gotch, that Gotch-style pile driver. No, Suzuki instead breaks off. That's oh, one more time. Yeah, man, I tell you, he is the Ring of Honor World Television Champion. His Here we first, go again. His first title in the U.S. This is first title defense. Joe, like you mentioned, has never held that World Television Championship in Ring of Honor. And Tony, remember our main event. We will stick with this title match for as long as it takes, even if we go past the top of the hour. These hands are heavy. Oh, Suzuki. Now look at the... This is usually the precursor for this. He puts his opponent to sleep, then he sets him up for the God-style power drive. Look at the show! What a counter! Look! A lot of strength, a lot of power, big difference. That weight advantage that Joe has. We talked about Samoa Joe's championship accolades. 
in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Minoru Suzuki, a former Intercontinental Champion, a former two-time Never Openweight Champion, as well as a two-time Triple Crown Champion in All Japan Pro Wrestling. There we see Joe's former protege, Jay yeah. Lethal and Sanjay Dutt. Yeah, they, listen, we saw what happened. Listen, also, longest reigning Ring of Honor World Champion as well, trying for his first World Television Championship. Oh, Suzuki dropkick, well placed. Rare to see Suzuki go off his feet uh, willingly or in his own, own hand. Oh, Suzuki trying to put Joe to sleep to set him up for that God style pile driver here. He's looking for it. Can he get Joe up? Boy, that, that, can he hook that? Hey, he's got the hands hooked, which is a feat in itself around Joe's big frame. I mean, Minoru Suzuki has defeated former sumo wrestlers. He is no stranger to hoisting larger men up. Here he goes but again. Joe using his size as an advantage. Yeah, use that bulk. Joe now turning again in advantage big time. Looking for something big that hurts. He just hit a shot to the face or to the head. That, that hurts. Retail that Gamagiri. How about that? And, and Joe is looking for that muscle buster. Minoru Suzuki trying for the armbar in the ropes. Samoa Joe breaks free. The muscle buster is what takes Joe to the pay window more often than not. And we saw him defeat Max Caster last week. He's hoist Suzuki up. Kanuku Mount Buster. Joe covers two, three. He won it. He won it. Finally, Joe's journey to win this elusive title is over. One hell of a match. Hell of a moment. Here Joe, in New Orleans. congratulations, Joe. Wow, Samoa Joe, the brand new ROH television champion. Oh, please. And just like we promised last week, Joe, we have got a special present that we know you're going to appreciate. So let's go. Hold on, you ready? You ready? Drum roll, please. Oh, please. <laughs> Jay Lethal. The longest reign, yeah. Ring of Honor TV. Oh, what is this? What else is going to happen here tonight? The lights are out, and Samoa Joe, his victory celebration cut short. Everything's going to cut short right now, looks like. Oh, good God. Oh, is that is I, giant? I knew, I knew exactly where that, and that's Satnam Singh. The basketball player? Yeah, the, the, the first ever native of India drafted into the NBA. He's been working out at the AEW. One of the biggest son of bitches I've ever seen. And Samoa Joe, after this intense slugfest with Minoru Suzuki. He's flipping the Joe around like he was shooting a basketball, shooting free throws or something. Singing, singing's from Punjab, India. He's been working out under the guidance of Sanjay Dutt at the AEW training facility in Atlanta. I've gone there, I've seen this big guy. And look at Jay Lethal, his former mentor. Samoa Joe now softened up, first by Minoru Suzuki, now by Satnam Singh. Look at the size of Singh, my God! Look at Joe fighting back, trying with all his might. He can't fight off these men. Monster. He is ours and look at Joe. Sanjay Duke. Sanjay Duck and Jay Lethal. I said him sing. He's trying to crush the cranium of Samoa Joe. He can do it. Look at the size of those hands. 
And so Joe fading and fading. Where are the referees? Where are the doctors? The longest reigning ROH World Television Champion. This is what he's become. And now Jay Lethal, the lethal injection on Samoa Joe. Everybody's happy. And after a two or three door on one advantage, and you guys celebrate like you won the World Series. A despicable scene here tonight. And a reminder, Rampage this Friday night at a special time, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. You can see the giant signs at ringside. Wardlow still banned from AEW events under MJF's orders. We understand that there's security all around the building, inside and outside the premises here at the UNO Lakefront Arena. Look, look at Dummy there. He can't even get the shirt up. <laughs> He zipped his scarf that's into, that's into the zipper. That's embarrassing. Yeah, good. He's such a class act, right? Yeah. At least he thinks he is. You're right, he zipped that scarf in. <laughs> and he's got to be so nervous about Wardlow. See, the referee could ring the bell. He's yeah. the Guinness count. Just do it. Just tear it off, you John Dean is anxious and ready to roll. He knows he's a huge underdog in this match. Captain John Dean, though, with victories over both Spears and MJF. And oh, MJF from behind. Snaking the cross. It's all set up, fellas. And, of course. Of course. He is worthless. He's worthless. It's amazing to me just how good MJ is going to be as he continues to get more experience. Let's not forget, he's a pup. He's an arrogant pup, but a talented pup. He certainly is, and much like Captain Sean Dean, technically, it's a win over MJF. MJF, oh, wait a second, what is this? Security laid out. And that's a guy, where that guy's circle? Somebody stripped of their shirt. They're all three beaten up, and yeah, the crowd knows or thinks they know. Look at Wardlow. He's not even paying attention to his match right now for that great maneuver. This is, this is similar to what cost Shaw Spears last week. Wardlow made the intrusion on the match and allowed the captain to come away with the victory. Somewhere along the way, let's just get down to it. Just get the nut cutting time. Put MJF in the ring with Wardlow. But that's what everybody wants to see, but, but MJF, right? Yeah, MJF, though, still holds the reins on Wardlow's contract here. I'm not so sure that matters to Wardlow anymore. Uh, maybe, there may be some illegal BS in there. Uh, doesn't allow that oh, wait a second. I know where the security is. Oh, it's gone. Security! 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 Turn around, you It's him, all right. And Wardlow chasing down MJF. Who's running like a scalded dog in fear of confronting. Oh, it's Spears. Chairman, get it? He's going to get it. Somebody's going to get something. Uh-oh. Wardlow. With shorts. And now the security being Sent to Wardlow. Wardlow just dismantling them. Dominoes, baby. Oh, hear that? What's fine versus uh, 
Look at Wardlow just single-handedly demolishing. Wardlow is more than any one man. Looks like any six or eight men can take care of. MJF, I think MJF's looking for a cheap shot on Wardlow while he's being restrained by, by 10, 12 men. Wait, 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 wait. Listen to me, Bryce. I don't know what Tony Khan is paying you, but I will triple it if you don't count to 10. I'll triple it. MJF on the verge of being counted out by referee Bryce Rumsberg, who's at nine. nine. Don't do it, Bryce. Don't do it. No, no. Do your job. Ten, he's out. As a result of a countdown, Captain Sean Dean. Sean Dean beating MJF by countout. Just going to books. There's a big old L for uh, the young lad from Long Island. The Captain Sean Dean getting the first ever disqualification victory to a finish over MJF. Now the first countout victory to a finish here on Dynamite. And who would have thunk it? And I am digging it. I'm telling you, what a night, what a night. <laughs> oh, he's going to cry. Gonna happen to a nicer guy. MJF may be one step closer to his own fate. The captain right out of the Navy SEALs, buddy. Oh, wait a second. Oh, come on. There you go, Bryce. Look at Bryce fire up like a terrier. And, and I think Sean Spears just saved MJF tens of thousands of dollars. He very nearly struck an official. Now, Bryce, not back to down at all. There you go. Destroyed a camera, and which is going to be on on MJF's tab, right? He works for absolutely us. yes. And the message was loud and clear from Wardlow. He wants out. Giovanni, and now the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition, is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Jeff Littman. 
everyone and welcome to the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish right here on the PWC Network and on the PW Hustle Networks. I'm your host Jimmy T and my co-host is not Chris unfortunately but it's my co-host for every other show pretty much every day it feels like. Dr. Jeff Lehman every day. Welcome back to another show right here at the PWC. Uh, just to try and understand you, I've been listening to Tyson Yunka Sporta on uh, uh, Stand Talk on, on Audible. So I'm uh, trying to get into your head and understand more about the Australian mindset. <laughs> Is the Australian mindset that much different to the normal American mindset, Jeff, really? Uh, I think part of the problem that, that Tyson is talking about is that it's not. Uh, it's really not about an Australian mindset. It's more about an indigenous, sustainable lifestyle, seeing the patterns in everything. It's uh, I, I'm I'm only about a third through, and I probably only understand about a third of that. I'm, but um, but I'm trying, and I'm sure it's the kind of thing that you're supposed to listen to or read several times before you even understand. Yes, but I am. But I'm trying to commune with my Australian brethren. <laughs> well, please elaborate a little more about what this audio book or book whatever you want to call it is all about are you saying it's all about the way the indigenous are kind of being treated over here or no but that plays a factor i mean every everything is connected that that's part of it but it's about sustainability and how certain cultural patterns especially those in indigenous populations not limited to australia um but all over um work more than others uh and that currently the world is not based on sustainability and hasn't been really ever since the city uh concept has sort of taken over as being considered civilization when in fact it's the opposite or or, or not necessarily the opposite but it's, it's definitionally a temporary civilization um but it's that is probably a gross oversimplification and I'm probably missing essential points and again I am only one third through listening to something that you're supposed to probably read and study and reread several times again so I, I am hardly the authority in it I just thought it was sort of a nice little starting point to discuss that, that I'm listening to a book by what I will call an Australian indigenous philosopher um and try to tie it into that you're from australia funny interesting very interesting you probably have to do a thesis about about it pretty much jeff the way this sounds well i, I think it is a thesis in itself so I, I think me doing a thesis on it not only would fail and pal but <laughs> it's sort of redundant i mean i'm not in school so i, I won't do a thesis on it but uh ho hopefully i'll just have some sort of understanding that, that's all well, let's move on from theses. I mean, that's, I don't even know if that's even a word. But And let's talk about some professional wrestling, actually, Jeff. Not because, I'm sure, <laughs> because I'm sure we're boring our listeners right now with all the deep stuff, you know what I mean? We always do. <laughs> but that's okay. That's why he's Dr. Jeff Littman. That's why you should actually tune into his show, Garden of Doom, if you mm -hmm. like that type of stuff. Which I'm I am sure. trying to work my way up to Tyson or somebody in his, in his sphere to... to to come on the show because my other friend in Australia can't get me dick. Oh. <laughs> I can get you dick if you really want, Jeff, but uh, 
<laughs> That's Not another. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need any literal death. <laughs> anyway, enough. I'm all set. <laughs> we all sit here at the PWC Network, so this uh, I, got, move- I got bags of dick in storage. Don't worry. <laughs> Oh man, how can I do this show without me getting thrown off every time? So let's uh, let's move on to, from dicks and get focus. into. You need to focus. Focus. That's right. It's always been an issue of mine, Jeff. Pick your chi. Ulsa, ulsa. You gotta just chill. That's it. <laughs> yes, Miyagi-san. Was that mm. a Karate Kid? Fucking. Wasn't that from Karate Kid? I mean, I think it probably predates the Karate Kid. <laughs> well, if you loved your martial arts sort of movies growing up, do you remember this? Uh, no. It's like that, but you do it that way. You don't remember I don't know. That? It look, do you remember? It looks like it looks like hook 'em horns, but they're having sex. <laughs> Close, but not quite. Do you remember American Ninja the movie? I do. Do you remember American Ninja Two? Yeah, probably not so much, but sure. Part two was the best one by far. Anyway, that's where it's from, from the main dude himself. I, I wasn't American really movie. into the American Ninja movies. I like. I love them, Ninja. dude. This shit. I like Ninja, Ninja, Ninja too. Right. Well, really, the movies when you watch it, like I can watch them now and still enjoy them, right? But when you look back at it now, they're pretty fucking shit. Like really, I don't know why, but as a kid, growing up, for whatever reason, those movies I loved them growing up, man. Everybody loved them. Yeah. Oh, want to hear something tied to this? What's Steven that? Seagal. Yes, that's Steven Seagal. Oh. Appears to possibly be interested in being involved with the Nephilim Anthropology Conference. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold the phone. That's right. Under Siege, Mark for Death, Hard to Kill, <laughs> On Deadly Ground. That's <laughs> On Deadly Ground. What was it? Cradle to the Grave as well? The, the, the Buck's Weirdo Father. Yeah, that, that's Steven Seagal. <laughs> Unbelievable. Now, what's gotten into hey, him? Casey Ryback, the original Ryback. <laughs> but anyway, what the fuck is getting into Seagal, man? Why is he, um, what's going on here? Um, well, apparently it's the Buddhist uh, teachings. How that ties into the Philom anthropology, I'm not exactly sure, but I'm <laughs> sure I'm anxious to find out. Um, but. Yeah, and also I know that he's uh, studied, or at least, you know, proclaimed to have studied other First Nations uh, theosophies and philosophies and histories and lore, and there's certainly much about giants and similar creatures and uh, and beings in, you know, in First Nations legends and lore. So, listen, fingers crossed, I, I could have Steven Seagal on Garden of Doom. I mean, you know, oh, that'd be great. Be- that would be huge. Would you mark out, Jeff, though? I, I'd be pretty excited. I don't <laughs> really mark out. Um, but I, I've been here before where I was promised Lauren Donner and Kevin Feige, and neither one of them showed up, oh. uh, nor did any of their, like, you know, production assistants or, like, water carriers, and Great. that would have been fine, too. So, right. you know, it's... You know, I'm I'm the bridesmaid. Like like I'm one degree of separation away from Andrew Collins, but I can't quite get Andrew Collins yet. But I'm on, <laughs> but I'm on the path. That. You're on the I'm path, on. definitely. I totally agree with that, man. Because like I was saying about Garden of Doom and Garden Views, which you can check right here on the PWC network. Damn right. Sometimes. 
<laughs> it's back. But what I was going to say, I've noticed, like, you know, from all the people that you've been getting on the show, all your guests, they're getting better and better every every episode, dude. And I truly mean that. Like, if you're into all that type of stuff, these people that he's had on the show are huge names in the field. A lot of them are, but I, I also am very dedicated to keeping, like, my smart and respected circle of people that I know to come on as well. Uh, I've noticed something strange that people tend to like more of the guest-driven shows where it's more of an expert though the, than the, the conversational shows. So uh, I'm going to try to keep that in mind going forward. Absolutely. Well, anyway, let's, let's finally get into professional wrestling. And we start our first match of the evening on Dynamite between CM Punk and Penta Obscuro. I didn't mind this match, dude, but I just, I've got one problem though with this matchup. I don't like the matchup overall because A, there's no reason why these two are even going at it. Two, like, does Penta have to lose again, even though apparently he's on a six match win streak? When was he winning? On Dark? On Elevation of Darks? I mean, seriously, that's my issue with the match. You know what I mean? Like, because Penta ends up losing, Punk still wins like he always does, and like, what the hell? There's only one thing I see that I'm not sure that other people are talking about it, and it hasn't been consistent either, but a lot of the people Punk are facing are faces. Um, so, like, Max Caster is not a face, but Penta titularly is a face. Uh, he, he, as people, by the time they hear this, they'll have seen Rampage, and they'll know that Dustin Rhodes has challenged Punk to, and that's already been booked for Wednesday Night's Dynamite. So Dustin Rhodes, a face. But he he has faced quite a few faces recently. And, you know, he's going for Adam Page's title. And I don't think they've quite decided what they want to do with Page, but it seems clear. You know, I think a lot of people are thinking there might be a double turn um, this week on Rampage. And again, by the time you hear this, this won't be a spoiler. Um, that didn't happen, uh, you know, uh, in, in fact, quite the contrary. So right. anyway, I, I think that they are they are slowly trying to insinuate that maybe Punk is turning heel or at least is a tweener. But no, I agree with you. The the, the main thing could be summed up in one letter. Why? Why, why is he fight, facing Penta? Why does Penta have to lose? I mean, they, they have such an extensive roster such an extensive roster it's there's, true. Plenty, there's plenty of people that they could that, that he could be oh dax who is not quite a face yet but i mean they're clearly turning ftr face and they had you know he had a, a 16 minute match with dax i mean it, these things don't make sense so you know if you want to see an exhibition match which aw does and their fans don't seem to mind it's it's fine but i agree with you and I just can't tell you how stupid I think that Penta's associate assistant manager. I mean, he's just oh. so useless. The outfit's <laughs> dumb. The look is dumb. His role is dumb. He doesn't do anything. He serves no function. Oh, all he does is Penta says he's going to blah, blah, blah. Like, get rid of this guy, man. I'd rather but him just speak Spanish. Saying. Right, it's right. He's saying, I'm going to face you and I'm going to beat you and I have no fear. I mean, that, that, that's what he's saying. Who cares what, what, what the actual words are? We don't need them. 
It's crazy. And I, I, I don't understand how you channel this dark thing and your a face, and it's totally divorced from the House of Black, which was the only right. thing that would make sense would be to him go to the House of Black. And all I can figure is that, that Phoenix's recovery is going a lot slower than it was, or it's just fine, but he let his visa lapse again. <laughs> well, I'm hearing he's actually on the way back because um, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but Phoenix has been accepting a lot of independent bookings lately. So I expect him back, say, within the next two to three weeks, tops. Uh, you could be right, but I think these guys accept independent bookings and just don't no-show if they can. <laughs> that, well, did anyone, what happened with Bandito actually speaking of no-shows? Uh, well, exactly. No, nobody knows what happened with Bandito. As far as I know, nobody's found him, but apparently nobody's found him dead either. So I, I <laughs> guess I, maybe he's really abandoned. Maybe he's on the run. <laughs> That's why he's Bandito, right? I mean, but he's not known to do that, so... Uh, apparently they have found him and he said he's okay the rumor is well this is what he said i don't know if it's true or not but apparently he caught covid and that's why he didn't show up but i guess he was too he was too sick to just pick up the phone and make a phone call and tell him that he can't turn up but yeah it's fine it is what it is you know what i mean like he like he like the, he doesn't have a wife he doesn't have a girlfriend he doesn't have a boyfriend <laughs> he doesn't have an agent he doesn't have a best friend nobody who could possibly uh, to, to tell the 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 booker that the, his main event's not going to be i mean no <laughs> this this is total bullshit and you know whatever unless he was in the hospital with a respirator and has no family <laughs> that's total bullshit. <laughs> i know it's surprising that you know he would do that but he did it is what it is whatever we both had covid we both felt like shit we could have sent a text that's that's right even a text even if you if you can't be bothered speaking to the other person just fucking send a text but nobody he didn't do nothing. More than text these days. No, nobody. It's true. Him. It's true because uh, no one can be bothered talking on the phone sometimes, man. You know There's I mean? only a certain level of professionalism you need to achieve in GCW. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, Punk gets the win with a GTS, where he got him from out of the air pretty much, and wins via pin at 30 minutes and 33 seconds. Jeff, it was all about the threes. Yeah, okay. It, it, it was fine, but I mean, listen, I understand that people like just watching matches and, and match artistry and contests, that's fine. Then they got satisfied. If you were like me and you already know who the winner is going to be, you want the match to either be much shorter or you're wondering why. So yep. that's how I felt. I don't think it does Penta any good to lose a 30-minute match any more than it does for him to lose a 13-minute match. But I, I would rather it be 100%. a 13-minute match where he's not embarrassed losing to CM Punk. But what I'd rather see is that it's Brian Pillman or Griff Garrison losing. Right, exactly. Or and that's JD what they have to Ray. do. Yeah. Right. Or Nick losing in four and a half minutes. I mean, Nemeth is better than most of these jobbers that we've seen on television lately, dude. Seriously. I'm, I'm just, I am just literally naming people who are sort of not of particular importance on card level, uh, but we're not supposed to think that they're put. If you want to face faces, have them face Kazarian. At least there's probably some Where is Kazarian, with right. Ring of Honor. Like, and let, let him be Kazarian in, I don't know, nine and a half minutes. So it's not embarrassing, but it's not too long. Not just that, he's a good worker anyway, man. He can make anybody look like a million bucks, even with him losing. I, I I guess I get it. Uh, I mean, I, I just I 
I don't understand the why. The only thing I understand is that they think people tune in to watch CM Punk, and that's two quarters of the show. That's 25% of the show. So maybe, maybe that's what it is. I, I I don't know. I'm mystified, but I, I view this as a waste of time. But I understand if somebody likes a match. This was not a bad match to watch. It's just I, I just I already knew the end, so what's the point? And that's exactly how I felt. Like, like you said, it wasn't a bad match. I enjoyed it, but I already knew who was going to win. There was no ifs or buts about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and that's 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 the fucked part. But you know, it is what it is. Punk gets to win anyway. Where do we go with Penta, Pentagon Dark? Nowhere. I don't know. Obviously, obviously, nowhere until Phoenix comes back, and maybe not even then, because he'll just get hurt again. And where's Pac again? I mean, is Pac nowhere? Is, Pac? is he, he not available any longer? I mean, because House of Black has, has, I mean, while Julia Hart's still wearing an eye patch, House of Black has moved on to feuding with Fuego del Sol, which, I mean, there's another head scratcher. <laughs> Fuego like, del like, Sol. Fuego del Sol should be no more than, like, you stepped in cat shit and you're annoyed about it. That 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 is not even gum, not even dog shit. Cat I know, shit. the cat shit is pretty rare, though, <laughs> compared to dog shit, let's be honest. Well, I mean, it depends where you are. I mean, if you live <laughs> among a coven of witches, there's going to be more cats. <laughs> Touche. Nice. Very nice. Very good. Well, anyway, again, with me getting thrown off again, what I wanted to say about Penta, though, is... Shut the hell up, D. Yeah, shut the hell up, D. <laughs> anyway, now she turns around. Well, anyway, like, what was the point of him coming back as Pentagon Dark, right? It was for, the, mm-hmm. you know, the Kings of the Black Throne or whatever, the House of Black, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He lost anyway. <laughs> he looked like an idiot losing. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter what was it. What was the difference between Pentagon Junior and Pentagon and Pentagon Dark? Nothing. Absolutely or nothing. Pentagon, or Penta Zero Miedo. I, I mean, or Zero Miedo or Pentagon fucking RB Thirty. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You know okay, what I mean? If he wants to change his mask and wear a longer jacket, I mean, I don't think it requires a name change. And if you're going to be carrying two shovels, one with <laughs> you and one with your assistant, use them. I mean, this is this is a character change without a character change. Literally. And, <laughs> and weapons for that aren't being used. I mean, this is wasted props. I mean, this is like, it's like trying to fix a problem but not even fixing the problem. You're just creating uselessness. Because if you want to turn him heel and use those things, that makes sense. If the assistant wants to get involved in things, that makes sense. That's what right. heels do. It's Absolutely. fine. But they're doing none of that. It's it's like it, it's like someone just came up with this idea and they're like, okay, cool. It's weird, dude. It's weird. I don't know how TK thinks. Heck, these days, TK is even blaming other people. But we'll get to that. We'll get About. to that because... Right, we'll, we'll we'll get to that towards the end, obviously, in the main event. Which maybe is, he's testing to see if Penta is a bot. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I'm pretty sure he does have a bot version of him too. If you remember watching Lucha Underground like a few years back now, he did have kind of a bot version of Penta. Do you think it's Meta Pentagon? <laughs> That'll like be perfect. Metagon. Actually, he should call himself. This is why Tony Khan hasn't hired Genocide because he'd be really confused. <laughs> he'd like actually you- think she's a bot and be like, "Spy!" Genocide is great, man. I've I've actually been on the same show as her once before because I don't know if you know this, but 
our boy Chris Silvio, who's part of Hamin Media Network, he's actually going out with genocide. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, how? Well, I guess he likes to oil her up or whatever because uh, no, she's a No, they're great together. They're great. Well, yeah. So I mean, I've obviously spoken to her out of character without her face paint and all that. Oh, that's right? She's a cool chick. She's a cool chick. I, Not I only a great wrestler, but a cool chick too. And I, she's I a just, bot. She's hmm. a bot, dude. She's well, that, absolutely a bot. Well, has have you asked her if that's why she thinks Tony Khan hasn't hired her because he actually thinks she's a real bot? Well, well, the last time I spoke to her was late last year. So no, whenever I get a chance to do a show again with them, I will definitely ask her. <laughs> well, you do nine thousand shows a week. You couldn't come up with an opportunity. Well, I was on their show. They well, weren't on my would, show. So I mean, this would be the opportunity. It would be uh, Tony Khan has declared war a war on bots in wrestling. You're, right. you're a bot in wrestling. What's your take on this genocide? you're welcome by the way jimmy <laughs> you're a character dude well yeah the, i can't believe he still even said that he's still even using that excuse but like i said we'll move we'll move on from this until later on in the show i hear bots book the end of the show i hear bots you will be hearing bots at the end believe me anyway mm -hmm. we move on to a jericho appreciate appreciation society segment at the airport no less but Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz were waiting on them. They beat up 3.0, took their shoes as good guys tend to do. Right, Jeff? On on site. On site means we yell at you from the window and taunt you. <laughs> that was dumb. You know why I hated this segment, dude? Because, first of all, how the fuck did they get onto the tarmac? And I'm not talking about Jericho. I'm talking about Eddie Kingston and LAX. I don't know. I mean, all I'm saying is that if you act street, you can find the way. But if you act street, you don't yell on sight. First yeah, of exactly. Right. Because <laughs> that's sort of giving warning. But second, Dry snitching. Like on sight, I mean, there should have been a shotgun. I mean, you know, or some bad right. shooting, which, you know, bad At aim. Is brr, brr. Yeah. <laughs> bad, bad aim is what characterizes gang warfare. But but that's instead they, they threw the one guy who dresses like Mad Cat Moss out, out of the car. And he, <laughs> Apparently took his shoes and then just dumped the dumped the fat guy out. So fucking hell, man! Unbelievable, seriously, unbelievable. But it is what it is. Nevertheless, we will get that match later on in the evening. We move on. Speaking of tag teams, though, we move on to a tag match for the AEW World Tag Team Titles between Red Dragon and Jurassic Express. I'm not going to lie. So, on yeah, sorry, Jeff. Go continue on. Yeah. So. I got really excited when I saw the graphic. I see a dragon there and it's fire breathing. I'm like, oh, cool. I love this. And then it's like red dragon. I'm just like, oh, God, these, these two turds again. You really don't like red dragon? What's to like? And stop calling like them red stall, dragon. Dude. It's Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly who I know, but... are they're, they're career nobodies. They're, they're a step above best friends. Oh, they're, they're just hey, more hey, right. who live off people who have somehow gotten more successful than them. But Kyle O'Reilly is a former Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion, though, Jeff. I, I mean... I know, I know. People don't remember it, but it's true. I'm pretty sure I am also. I, that's <laughs> well, it's true. It is what it is. I mean, O'Reilly did fucking... I know no one fucking recalls it, but he was Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion. 
When? <laughs> oh, it was years ago. Many years of ago. Course, of course it was years ago, but like was it like 2013, 2012? Yeah, it was about that. Maybe even before then, just before that. No, it was okay, about twenty twelve. Yeah, that that's that's before I started watching it. You know, other than just sort of like, you know, flipping through channels I'd watch for 10 minutes and, you know, say, ugh, these guys are small and change the channel. I'll be honest, right. I used to like gloss over Ring of Honor. I'd watch it occasionally, even during the punk era. I'd watch it here and there. Like, I've, and I've even got DVDs from that era. But I could never watch it like religiously until probably 2014. I remember. Davy Richards as a champion. Right, I remember so I, right. Jacobs and wondering what does anyone see in this dude? I remember. I was, I've I, never I was, been a fan of Davy Richards, man. Never. Like I just don't. He, he's like a sort of like a Dynamite Kid Benoit ripoff a little bit, but I, I, I guess except he's emaciated. I mean, it was right. more like Josh Matthews going goth. Um, <laughs> yeah. I remember. I think it was like the House of Truth with Truth martini would sort of got yeah, me right. into things when they finally turned lethal heel and that was uh, the best lethal dude yeah and then but then they brought kevin sullivan in to do something bj whitmer and that that was that that was just a fail and a flop um but i mean i like i like the book club stuff i thought that was interesting i like oh, seeing the guys some that was great when it first was starting it was brilliant dude Jay White was on excursion. I mean, so remember, he him? With- remember when he was in his friggin' trunks in Ring of Honor long before he was yeah. a switchblade? He was in these just plain black trunks with white boots and his hair oh, slicked yeah. back. And there was a huge transformation from him. I mean, yeah. he basically looked like a. And that impressed back. me too at the time because I literally watched his career from day dot. You know what I mean? And watch him become what he's become now. He was a white meat baby face when he started. At the end, he, be- he, he was became bad, a wrestler. Though. Right, and he was a high flyer style wrestler too, man. He used to do a lot of high flying stuff. Now he's such a great like in ring general in many ways. The way he wrestles, wow. he's totally changed. I'm a big fan of Jay White's dude. I'm gonna say that. Like I love his style, and I think he's got the potential to become a huge star in WWE, dude. In oh, fact, yes. he's even said, and when I say huge star, let me say that sort of. Let me rephrase that. I'm talking about by today's standards, not fucking huge star like The Rock. Okay. Or Hulk Hogan, not like that. I'm just saying by today's standards, there is a lot of potential for him to be a one of the greatest heels in WWE right now. Back up again. When I saw him in AEW and I was the only person there that recognized him because nobody else did the bunch of liars. Um yeah. he looked a lot thinner than last time I saw him. And for WWE, he needs to get he needs to bulk himself back up. He 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 can't be he can't be emaciated and, and think he's gonna be his, i mean there's only room for one matt riddle and and that's a different wrestling no, style see, he's nowhere near like a matt riddle if anything he reminds me more of like a randy orton actually he's so much smaller than randy orton. He, he's, oh, got, yeah, he's much smaller i definitely well, i'm talking about his persona to, though all he has to do is get back to 225. i mean he doesn't right. have to he doesn't need to be a 250 pound he doesn't need to be seen that he needs to be oh. seth rollins plus yeah that's a good comparison actually for you know for him to get to you know what i'm saying but um well What's look at kenny that? omega kenny omega used to be a cruiserweight dude and he when he moved is. up to heavyweight nah look he bulked up big time though dude he was kenny a lot omega. smaller kenny omega is not a pound over 204. it doesn't matter though he's he's that's a, that's he looks like a heavy he doesn't he's a lot bigger than your 
Like he to me, look, he's bigger he's, than Seth Rollins. He's say. He, looks, he looks like a, he's a cruiserweight. No, I, 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 I'm sorry. To me, he's got more of the of the Eddie Guerrero sort of build after the cruiserweight Eddie, if you know what I'm saying. I'm talking about what? towards the end of his career. That's what Eddie I think. Not as big. Not as Eddie big. Guerrero was close. thicker than he is tall. Yeah, I agree. But except Kenny's more well proportioned, I think. Shut up. Just shut up. Uh, all right, fine. You you don't agree with me? That's that's no, no. that's a, that's you, but that's what I think stop, personally. Stop, stop because he was, he was a lot smaller, Jeff. Stop. <laughs> you, you, know what, you know what he looks like? He looks like he'd be a great backup dancer on a Broadway show. I'll pretend I never heard that. Anyway, we oh, say it again. On. No. <laughs> Please. <laughs> don't don't go there. Anyway, the Jurassic Express get the pin. To retain the titles at 30 minutes and 45 se- seconds with the throw classic, whatever they call it, the throw classic express. Don't Is that care. What, whatever it's fucking called, I don't care, like you said. It was This was another match that was obvious anyway. We knew the Jurassic yep. Express were going to get the win. But post-match, yep. we get FTR coming to the ring for absolutely nothing. Right. This was like they saw WWE and they said, huh. They had Damian Priest go under a purple light and then, then the match <laughs> yeah. just ended so with no reason. So let's see if we can do something similar. Now, this was not nearly as stupid, uh, right. but if, if the Damian Priest thing didn't happen this week, this would be, I mean, they came out, they were pointing to each other. That's it. We didn't even see any awkward exchange where FTR is uncomfortable with them or it's just like, wear faces, your heels, stay away. We're not, we're not down with you. We're not down with, uh, you know, bad guys anymore. I mean, nothing. They, they just came out and they looked, natural and then it went to commercial and there was no follow-up i mean there was no commentary said you know we saw after air came and we thought they were together but they started they got into a little shoving contest and it looked like uh looked like there's a little dissension there and then looked like red drag was you know eyeing those ring of honor titles even though they just lost an aw championship i, I yeah the, the, this was not this could have been something that could have been interesting but it it in storyline, it would have made more sense for FTR to confront um, Jurassic Express to say, we want all the gold. We got AAA. We have Ring of Honor. All that's missing is our AEW titles. And you guys are not top. You guys are not. You're not even guys. And you're certainly not top guys. One of you is a boy and one of you is a reptile. Well, <laughs> to be fair, that's actually true, which makes this sound so ridiculous, but it is what it is. That's why if, if I was AEW or TK, whoever the fuck is booking, Apparently, TK throws other people under the bus without mentioning names because apparently he doesn't book everything, Jeff, according to him. Well, well I know. I mean, the, the buck stops everywhere else, but everything <laughs> gets filtered through him. But still, he he respects everyone's opinions and, and lets other people ruin, ruin his show because it's not his fault, but, but it's a little bit my fault, but not really my fault at yeah. all. Fucking idiot, man. And did you see, I don't know if you caught this. Yes, like on his desk, it says the buck stops and there's like a circle with arrows pointing in every direction. He's a living, breathing contradiction, Jeff. Wow, that was deep. That was Tyson Yonka sport would be uh, proud of you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you very much. As long as you're proud of me, though, Jeff, that's all that matters. Uh, pretty impressive with that. Yeah, I, I don't know what Tony <laughs> Khan is, but he's he's definitely not a bot because <laughs> bots and cocaine don't work together. <laughs> Oh, spot on, man. Well, anyway, let's move on from that. We get the sure. Blackpool Combat Club. What are they? The B, the TBCC, I guess. Um, I thought it was Big Black Cock. 
Well, yeah. Well, let's add the T because we don't want the big black cock fucking thing going all around social media like it has been. <laughs> the Blackpool Combat Club. <laughs> I know. Are they dumb? I mean, come on. Did they not think for a minute, though? Well, like it's when BBC, they came up with this shit. Not BBC. Right, but it's BBC, like you said, big black. No, it's but, but I know, but it's Cops. BCC Blackpool Combat Club. It's BCC. It's not BBC. I mean, oh, the letters are true. different. Actually, you're right. That's true. But people, I mean, it's Baltimore Community it. College, but that would only apply here. <laughs> anyway. We get them with now they're with Willa Yuta now, I guess. So they're, they're a thing now. Right. And they sort of, uh, you know, they, they hype up for this Friday's Rampage where they take on the Gun Club. Big whoop. Right. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, is, is there any doubt who's going to win this match? No, there's never any doubt who's going to win this match. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it's going to be a close one, Jeff. That's, that's for sure. sure. But anyway, <laughs> we get another segment in the back between Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm. And they're ready to face each other in the first round of the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. Right. Those, but they've agreed to no physicality again for the second week in a row because we've seen them fighting wildly in the back for no reason. Exactly never. Wait, so, well, I only see the same shit between these two for the last three weeks, Jeff, where they're just in the back talking shit. Yeah, but Tony keeps going each time, thank you for agreeing to no physicality, as if there's been problems with them brawling in the back. I mean, they couldn't take the time to video a few scenes where they're fighting back or showing fights from UK on Rev Pro or whatever independent scenes where they've crossed paths before and, and had, you know, blood matches or something. They, they couldn't take the time to build any. I mean, this is just like it's like dropped out of the sky. And just because they both have accents from different countries, by the way, that right. that that we should know anyway it doesn't matter jamie hater is a giant nothing and tony storm is a dud i've always said she's a dud she's not a star she'll never be a star and now the one asset she has pun intended is now she's now all skin she's 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 skinny she's athletic built now which means that her her asset is is depleted oh that's 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 harsh dude that's harsh i'll tell you something though I think they're putting these two together because of the Australia-England sort of connection. And when I say that, there's a deep rivalry in sports, particularly between Australia and, and uh, England. You know, That is great just, for a U.S. audience who will have no idea that that is. Right, exists. but that's AEW for you anyway, right? They never explain anything anyway. They never explain their history back in the U.K. anyway. They just don't. And let's be honest, Jeff, most Americans probably think they both sound the same, so they're both from England. Right. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. Even though there's a clear difference in the accents, yeah, I, yeah, I can but, tell. But but Tony Storm made her fame in UK wrestling. That's true. You know, you're right. That's that's a fact. She 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 made her name all over the world, dude. Even in Japan, she's got a big name too, man. Got a big something there. She well, for she women's left, she... wrestling, she's very well respected in Japan, dude. But. You know what? All I can tell you is I don't care at all about that. Jimmy Crackhorn and Jeff don't care, apparently. So Who's anyway, well Jeff- respected in Japan female wrestling, Maki Ito. Who cares? I like Maki Ito, but anyway, let's not talk about her. Anyway, they're ready to face each other in the first round of the Owen Hart Foundation. Like I said, the tournament. Hater talks about their history together and how it was a lot like Owen's rise to prominent. No, it wasn't, Jamie. Anyway, she isn't going to let Storm slow it down and ask what Storm is going to do about it. 
Storm smirks and walks away. Yeah. That's about oh. it. <laughs> I mean, if this, if this doesn't end with Jamie Hayter's face going through a pie, something's wrong. Oh, or Tony Storm's face going through a pie. That'd be funny if, if you get oh, there. She'll cry. <laughs> She'll cry for sure. And look, yeah. I love Tony Storm, not because she's from Australia, right? I do think she's a legit talent, right? But you're right. She's a fucking, like we say down here in Australia, and I'm sure she understands if she ever listens to us, what we call a soft cock, bro. She's a soft cock. In other words, she's like a snowflake. She complains all the time, always crying about shit. That's the only issue about her. Other than that, she's a great pro wrestler in terms of in the ring. And yes, everything that made her great, apparently from the back, she has actually lost now and, and people are not too happy about it. <laughs> That's right. She's she's converted down to a sedan. Anyway, ah. um, <laughs> all I have to say is that all of you clowns out there who are talking about, she got pie in her face. That's terrible. I mean, we could go through the recitation of wrestlers who've had pie or food in their face because when there's food in a wrestling scene, it gets on someone. And yep. we don't even need to talk about all times it's happened on AEW because we can <sighs> talk about this very show. Nyla Rose was on the show and a pie went into her face. Sure did, and we'll get to that. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> we move on to the next matchup between Maxwell Jacob Freeman versus Sean Dean. Ah, uh, Captain uh, Sean Dean. Oh, sorry, that's right, Captain Sean Dean. Right. And dude, what is his song? Actually, his theme song sound like it's like a Japanese anime sort of track. Um, it's just uh, Suzuru Manuki's song backwards. <laughs> but am I wrong in saying that though? Really. I have never listened to Captain Shandine's song once. Well, that's what always gets me. When I hear it, I'm like, what the fuck? It sounds like a Japanese type of thing. But anyway, it is what if it is. If they didn't say who it was, I wouldn't know who it was. <laughs> you wouldn't even know. Believe me. You'd think it's some Japanese wrestler theme. Anyway, we get a, we get Sean Spears here with MJF. And uh, let's just say MJF gets the loss. He gets counted out. He said he'd pay. Who's the ref? It was, what's his name? Um... Oh, fuck. Rimsburg. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, MJF goes on to say, I'll pay you three times more than fucking what Tony Khan pays you. Are you going to tell the audience why he was being counted out? Right. I know. It's dumb, right? It's so stupid. The fact that he was even thinking about it, and I'm talking about Rimsburg, is fucking stupid. But are you going to tell them why MJF was not in the ring and being counted out? I will. I was going to get to that, and that's because of Wardlow, Jeff. Oh, okay. Yeah, the part, the, the middle of the story that you're right. Wardlow comes out. Wardlow comes out, and I'm not going to lie, man. He laid waste to these poor security guards, dude. It was a rerun of last week. It was a rerun, but better. Actually, I think it was. I actually think they pulled it off better this time than they did last week. But yeah, you're right. It was the same segment. It's perfect. It was the same thing. It was. It was. No, no, no. It was. Except, I think he looked more impressive. I think. Wardlow got more over this week than he did last week. I know that sounds weird, but that's just how I saw it anyway. Well, I mean, first of all, last week was mostly against Sean Spears. So right. this week is, well, yeah. Yeah, of course, it's going to get a better reaction. You have you have a heel people care about versus heel face, whatever, that nobody ever any place has ever cared about. True. But you know what, man? Wardlow is really starting to get over now. I mean, he was always over, but now he's really starting to get over. Breakout the only stuff. thing, The only thing I'm worried about, does MJF 
get another loss here? Like when they do face off against each other? Excuse me. I don't know. It just took two losses to, to Captain Sean Dean. It's going to be hard to give him a real loss to Wardlow. But right. I mean, but MJF is signed through 2024. I assume Wardlow's contract is up this year. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I would think that he'd be one that's targeted for assimilation. Well, do you think MJF is actually in the shithouse after what he said and what he did with Ariel Hawani? Um, I'm sure. I don't think Tony Khan can fuck with that because MJF might be the most important person they have in their promotion, given his age and how over and how identified he is with AEW. I mean, you have 51-year-old Jericho, you have 43-year-old Punk, you have Brian and Moxley, and, and you know, and Moxley hasn't re-signed his contract, which is up in a month and a half also, which, you know, most of the other people have signed extensions, the, the key people, and most of them have signed at least through 2024. Miro, God knows why, signed a four-year extension. What the um, fuck, man? Like, what's going on with Miro still? Like, oh, come on. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that every time they put Andrade's face up there, Tony Khan goes, oh, good, Miro's on the card. And I mean, what a waste. What was the point of all this shit? Like, I know people are like, oh, no, he's doing this, he's doing that, he's rehabbing, whatever. I think it's been way too long at this point to to continue using that excuse, man. Yeah. Maybe he'll be in Ring of Honor. I don't. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I, I, I have no idea. I mean, the only real excuse would be if, he's, if he went to Ukraine to freedom fight. <laughs> I, I, he's from I, Bulgaria, I fucking. Yeah, I mean, listen, the, the, the Bulgaria is, you know. They're still slaves. Well, no, they're Turkic, but uh, they're... they're um, and Slavic. But, well, I mean, everybody is a mutt, but they, they were former Soviet bloc, you know. Yes, they were. Hence you know, why they've got Soviet sort of names, actually, too. Right. So, but yes, he is Slavic, as Miro's Slav would indicate, but he's Turkic. Exactly, as his, exactly. As his skin tone and features would, would indicate. Yeah, he um, doesn't look Slav, definitely does not look like a Slav, but he's got a Slav name, which I assume means he's just... He's got more Slav in him. I don't fucking know. They're kind of a real mixed breed. Even they've got Greek in them over there too. They've got all sorts of shit in Bulgaria. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They, they, they sure do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know that he was doing some TV show for CBS. I know Jargo said he was doing a movie. Maybe he's doing both. That's true. Maybe he was just hanging out on, on one of Lana's movies. I mean, I'm sure it takes six weeks, you know, to do her series of movies to go direct to DVR. Um, <laughs> direct to the pawn shops, mate. What are you talking about? <laughs> if they were, well, if they were, I'd, I'd pay I'm attention. Joking. Like, I'm joking. Like, like grade E action movies. Um, <laughs> like literally they're worse than video games. Um, oh, no. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he had a, he had a great title run and ever but everything you know except for the couple few weeks before that was trash i agree i agree oh yeah man i mean yeah i just don't understand what they're doing i i don't know what's going on with him i'm sure he can't be happy surely i'm, I'm sure he's thrilled he's being paid and doing nothing i mean he's doing whatever he wants why would he be happy well wasn't this his anyway forget him if, if he's happy good on him whatever anyway Let's move on from the MJF Warlow stuff. Oh, yeah, I just want to say, if 
if MJF loses, I'm convinced he's in the shit house, man. I, I I don't care what anyone says. If he loses that match to Wardlow in the future, but the thing is, they need Wardlow to win. You can't have Wardlow lose again, either. No, you, you can't. I mean, that's that's the thing with one of these things. You have to have a plan. Somebody's got to go over and somebody's got to go on over, which is why usually you have one of these pairings with somebody who's already But this made. is AEW, Jeff. This is what they right. do every fucking week. They do weird fucking pairings for, for fucking reasons that they shouldn't. They really shouldn't be doing this, but they continue to do it. Right. And they could easily get around it for a while if they haven't figured it out, it, it, except they destroyed the pinnacle. So Sean Spears can only be the, the you know, the 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 stoppage, the the pain and the, the, you know, the problem, you know, so many times before that gets ridiculous. So, you know, so unless MJF is getting more allies, well, yeah, I, I didn't know he just hired the butcher, but I mean, Jesus, I mean, if, if they book the butcher the way they booked him on Rampage this night for the last two and a half years, he might be a believable opponent. But the way they booked him has been jobber number six. Yeah, fucking unbelievable, man. Anyway, it is what it is. Let's move on to the post-match where Wallow is taken to the back and Spears is, as hold, has to hold MJF back from fighting the referee. We cut to the back where Wallow beats up security again and says he isn't going to stop until MJF lets him out of his contract. Then he breaks the camera, which will somehow go on MJF's bill. Didn't didn't we say on this very show that at the next pay-per-view, it's going to be Wardlow versus MJF for his contract? Yeah, we did. And that's exactly what seems to be happening. So Wardlow has to win that match. Right. Which, again, that, yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's bizarre, dude. Anyway... We also get in a video that's a bit more complicated for its actual message, Jeff, where Darby Allen challenges Andrade Alidalo to a casket match. Is is that what that video was about? Because I lost track of him when he's skateboarding. I'm just like, I'm done. I don't care. I'm out. Well, you know, lucky for him, at least they're putting the AEW rocket. It's not a big rocket, but it's still a rocket, no less. At least he gets vignettes and shit like that, where most of the roster don't get shit. Well, he films his own vignettes. He's a film. Oh, well, lucky for him. Right. Um, but didn't he just beat Andrade like twice in a row, once in a, in a tag match and then once one-on-one? Right. I think it was on Rampage, which is a fucking great match, actually. And wasn't that an... Oh, no, Andrade won. Andrade got the pin on him. Oh, you're right. It was Andrade that got the win. You're right. It was which, a which was Which was good, though. He needed to yeah, get the right. win. No, no, you know, it, it was good. It was good for Andrade. And, and so, okay, this makes sense. That's fine. I mean, I, I don't know exactly why these two are going at it because at some point they both seem to be interested in the TNT title and right. they, they sort of seem to have lost the thread of that. But that, that, that's fine. Who, whoever wins, I guess, goes after the TNT title and, you know, okay. Yeah, no. This is fine. This is fine. I, I mean... Despite all of the griping and nitpicking and picking on things, I actually mostly enjoyed the, this dynamite. In right, fact, I think right, we're no, about no. to get to the, the first thing that I really didn't like. If we're <laughs> where I think we're we're at, and that's the thing, man, and that's what I hate about you know sometimes you know covering a show. I enjoy dynamite most weeks, yeah, but I'm just nitpicking the shit that doesn't need it. You know, you know what I mean. That's what we're doing. It's doesn't mean the show was bad. And the reason we nitpick on it is because, uh, frankly, because of the, the the fans make it out to be perfect, 
Right. And, and that's 70%, but 30% of it is because it could be near perfect. It, yeah, absolutely. It, absolutely. It, I agree. They have, the, they just have too much talent, but they, they have all of the pieces to make a perfect promotion and they just don't want to do it. Probably because Tony's vision of great wrestling isn't the perfect promotion. It, it's the, it's the one with some of the things that, that I especially find imperfect. I mean, and if they only dedicate two minutes to a women's match in a show, just get rid of the freaking women's division. I mean, <laughs> anyone can get get away with it. It's Tony Khan and AEW. Everybody goes, so just get rid of it. Nobody cares about women's wrestling. They really don't. And and your division stinks, and you keep adding people for no apparent reason. Just just get rid of it. Just be done. Well. Welcome to the sexist Olympics, ladies and gentlemen, where Dr. Jeff Lima gets the gold for that one. We're going to get all the feminists trying to cancel me now, Jeff. There are no feminists that are watching this show. <laughs> True. You're probably right. I wonder, there should be statistics for female listeners. But anyway, it is what it is. Before we move on to the to the part that you have, Jeff. You listen. <laughs> she, that's true. She only listens to it when I'm editing it. Anyway, Malachi Black talks about how the House of Black is going to destroy Fuego de Sol, which I'm sure, Jeff, they will. <laughs> Why are they even wasting time with this guy? I mean, I don't know. How even... many times do they want to destroy him, for Christ's sake? I don't need... I don't, I, and I'm not even talking about Tony Khan and his stupid booking decisions. I, I, I Forget it. That's Tony Khan. I mean, Malachi Black's promo should be Fuego de Sol again. Okay. Yeah. I know. It's so dumb. Anyway... Whatever, that's what they've got for him, unfortunately, Jeff. Because they've go, got no one else. You should just look in the camera and go, is this what you're paying me for? Okay. <sighs> Fucking bananas, dude. Anyway, we move on to Jericho Appreciation Society versus Eddie Kingston and Santana and Ortiz. And um, I guess, to my surprise, I was actually expecting Kingston and LAX to go over, but no. We get the Jazz winning instead what do you think um th th this this was fine it wasn't it wasn't the the, the cleanest of matches but uh, i wasn't expecting kingston and santana ortiz to go over because of the numbers game i mean you knew the other two guys were going to come out they made a whole big deal of, of them in the the airport scene and then they made a bigger deal of like i think it was ortiz who was wearing dress shoes around his neck which were obviously the shoes from i don't know the guys dude name. do you know what i thought it was I thought he was wearing a bra at first. I kid you not. I I, I, I don't know what kind of bras you're accustomed to. In I your kid life. you not. And then I'm like, oh, they're fucking shoes. Okay, fuck, that looks weird from like... He, this from is probably a the time you should chime in and, and tell him to shut the fuck up because, huh. because, because if he thinks your bras look like men's shoes, I'm hey, stopping. Hey, I didn't say that. Don't put words in my mouth. Come on now. Well, how many other bras are you seeing? Well, I don't know why I saw bras, but I did. But anyway... <laughs> Jericho gets, oh, Jericho and his team get the win. What are you smoking there? I'm Ayahuasca? Smoking the good, oh, you know what? People are trying to get me to fucking try that shit, man. I just refuse to Mari do it. Mari Mushrooms? No, nah, I don't touch that shit, dude. Uh -huh. ah, fuck that. I don't want hallucinogens, man. That's just, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to go there. I don't want to have this out-of-body experience. When they were dressed, black dress shoes. Ah. Uh -huh. Come on now. Well, have you tried ayahuasca? Actually, not, Jeff? Not, even, not even Johnson and Murphy. I would try ayahuasca. Absolutely. I know you would. Uh, You'd go to right Peru. Out. You'd find a, a shaman. 
Damn and right. then you'll be you'll be off to the stars. Off to the stars, I'd be at the top of the <laughs> volcano. I'd wake up <laughs> to see my car cut out. <laughs> well, I'm hearing you know people are like, you got to try it, man. It's a great experience. But to me, I find like it's your brain cells getting. Think of scrambled eggs, right? Mm-hmm. Think of scrambled eggs. To me, that's what I feel like ayahuasca does to your fucking brain. Hence, why you see God or aliens. Or whatever the fuck you see. Okay, Nancy Reagan. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, what, what kind of eggs do you think uh, your, your brain is com- comprised of now? <laughs> well, clearly scrambled. At least, a, at least an omelet. <laughs> <Is> that- <laughs> oh, well, definitely <laughs> at least an omelet. Not and a mushroom a, omelet, though. But uh, not a mushroom um, one. <laughs> yeah, and definitely not an ayahuasca one because, yeah, man, that's too that's too full on for me, dude. So it was five against three. So obviously the numbers game was going to, you know, pull in and, and Jericho used the bat, a really weak use of the bat to the middle of the, even of the punches the- dude looked. Yeah. It, it really, I, I didn't even know it was until they showed a bat later. And it, it looked almost like he almost only had like a, like a, like a black rod. It was, it, it wasn't great, but anyway, that this is fine. They, they continued to the beat down. Um, Kingston and the Kingston trio has no friends. Uh, yeah, exactly. I was just going to say post-match that, you know, they're getting a big beat down and no one makes the save. Like what the fuck guys? Sammy's not interested in helping them out. Uh, Moxley has forgotten that Kingston saved his life. Right. The- what the Brazil. fuck dude? Like, thank you for bringing that up. Penta, his fuck? best friend, not interested. Uh, you know, uh, other faces, uh, CM Punk, too busy, you know, straightening his hair, uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, seriously, and this is what annoys me. Like you said earlier, this show could be perfect, but it's fucking stupid shit like this that really makes me scratch my head. And it's sure, I can pretend that shit never happened and I can watch it for what it is. And sure, it's fine, but I can't help but think to those times and think they did nothing with it. There was no, like, full stop to it there was no reason why why because moxie now is part of the fucking the big black cock fucking thing what i mean i mean come on nobody wants to ingratiate themselves into in into this faction into like uh, obviously a made guy kingston their country couldn't get anything the varsity blondes couldn't couldn't, darius and and dante martin couldn't possibly what happened to them I don't know. Uh, apparently, they they went looking for the Sidels and they fell into <laughs> you know they fell into a tiger trap. I guess I I, I, I don't know. Look, nothing against Matt Sidell personally. I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm he- I hear what? that he is a great guy, what? but for Christ's sake, because he, for man, he's the fakest friggin' guy in all of pro wrestling. Just him, the way he smiles to the camera and all that shit. Like, dude, come on, man. I don't know if he's the fakest guy in pro wrestling. It's just he serves no obvious purpose in AEW and is barely he smiles on- at everything, Jeff. Uh-huh. Even when someone's giving him shit, he's still smiling for crying out loud. Well, that's because I think his character is supposed to be sort of like a yogi kind of thing. These always <laughs> so. Hey, I mean, but, since, but since they don't do characters, well, not Yogi Bear, like Yogi, like chakras and stuff. Um, <laughs> anyway, so th- 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 this match ended and. Uh, 
at, at some point we we had like a Nyla Rose promo, and at some point we had a uh, a women's match. I don't know right. what. Came yes, up. and that's coming up next. But before we go to that women's match that you're talking about, we do get a very angry angry MJF talking about how he has money and he can do whatever he fucking wants. Also, since he owns Wardlow, he's going to put Wardlow in the ring against the Butcher next week. Ooh, right? I know, but no, that, that's what he did. Right, I mean, at least but I do like this promo. Match. He I love the Butcher and the Blade. Make it a handicap match. I mean, something. I know, right? I know. They'll do that the week after, dude, or on Rampage. Guaranteed. 100%. He, he'll beat fucking the Butcher, right? And then they'll throw... Or it'll be private the, party. Both of them, so they can throw them around and, and power slam both of them at the same time. And they can scream like little bitches. But speaking of private party, I'll give you a little fun fact. I don't know if you've heard or not, Jeff, but did you know they have not won a match on Dynamite in two years? Why should they? They suck. But two years, dude. I never noticed, though, that they've actually always lose. Like, well, how long, how long have they worked for? How long has Dynamite been on the air? Three years now. Well, in October, I'm, I'm pretty sure it'll be three years. Wait, About two and a half years, start. right? Well, they shouldn't have won a match on Dynamite in two and a half years, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I find it interesting, though, because for whatever reason, it doesn't really affect them. And I guess I'm indifferent to private party. I like them. I like, it's like I don't mind them, but I don't hate them either. It's like I'm sort of in the middle with them. I mind them and I hate them. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway. They, they, they just scream of indie shit that should never be on TV. Well, that's true too. That's very true. But still, or maybe think, as a, maybe as a jobber team that gets killed by like the Road Warriors. Look, I think they will. They still look. They're still very young, both of them, man. But I still think they've got a lot of potential in the future. But we'll see. They've where gotten they go worse. With these two. Yes. <laughs> anyway, we move on to a bad women's match between Marina Shafir versus Sky oh my Blue. God, this was terrible. Terrible. I felt bad for Sky Blue though, dude. I feel bad for the whole thing. I mean, first of all, this is whoever booked its fault. They should have just told Sky Blue, you're going to get killed for 90 seconds. Don't <laughs> do anything. It. That's right. Just follow moves. That's it. Just fall down. But the submission was so pathetic. I mean, and you could, and then Shafir's making it worse by moving her arm back and forth, showing that there's no pressure. It, it, it's like it was a game to her. Like she, like she doesn't understand professional wrestling. I, I mean, I can't believe that Roderick Strong is is her boyfriend. I absolutely can believe that NXT dumped her. I can't believe she was ever a UFC fighter because she doesn't understand a single thing <laughs> about wrestling. She doesn't understand anything about psychology. If I was watching this, I would have changed it and had Sky Blue beat her in an upset. So would I, actually. I would in a heartbeat, man. This Look, no offense to Marina Shafir. She's been overrated even in MMA, dude. She was overrated then. She's overrated in professional wrestling. Heck, did she even have a match on television in WWE for the three years or whatnot that she was signed up for? No, I mean, listen, a couple on NXT, but they could have had Paige fans, Zamp, go out and do this. At least she's good to look at. And she's got, like, she knows how to talk. She's, I think she can, she's got potential to be fucking great in this, in this business because she clearly seems like she understands it. Where Shafir just doesn't have a clue. No, she was. This was terrible. This this was really really bad. This was this was the worst part of the show. Even worse than what comes next. <laughs> well, Marina Shafir gets the win. I feel bad for Sky Blue. I feel bad for both of them. Jade Cargill is actually going to destroy. Well, she probably won't. 
But for the sake of everybody involved in this match, they need to end it quick. Otherwise, everyone's going to be exposed. This, this should be a 30-second match. She if that, the, 10 seconds. She runs out to shake hands. Jake just gives her one of those giant kicks. That's the it. End. Gone. Let's hope and pray that we do get that. Because if we don't, if we get a five-minute match even, I'm sorry, but you're going to kill both these women. Yeah, there's 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 no resurrection from Marina Shafir. She this she's not meant for this business. Maybe I'll she can coach. Great. Maybe in the back she looks good. No, 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 no. She can't even coach, dude. There's no way. If you wrestle like that, nah. You just you can't coach. No way. And bye bye, Marina. Bye bye. Take Roderick with you. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. I can't, I've never liked Roderick from his Ring of Honor days to his TNA days. All the way to his WWE NXT days. Fuck him. He's so boring. That's yeah, right. that, straight up. I'm going to say it now. No offense to you, but fuck him. Anyway. And he cost me a dinner also. Uh, yeah. Speaking of fuck him though, Jeff, we move on to Tony Nese and Mark Sterling. Mind you, this was Mark Sterling's third fucking segment in a row. Like, what the fuck, dude? Nothing wrong with him, but uh, except apparently he's got bad taste in clients. And apparently he's got clients everywhere now it seems yeah this, this was stupid this was the, this was the the woman trying to interview hook in the gym and hook this time it looked like he was trying to ignore her but he might have started talking this time but yeah at he, that said, moment, he was basically like uh like that's all you hear and then you get mjf and cargo interrupt hook's interview hook throws a medicine ball over his shoulder hits an interrupting danhausen and leaves Dan Housen and leaves. Sorry, and then Dan Housen yeah, continues the, the, the curse, to be the unsure. The curse doesn't work. The powers. Right. Like, What's going on here? I don't know. It's not working. <laughs> like, like, come on, man! For crying out loud, man! This is just weird and dopey. Whatever. Look, Hook will still be overcome this Wednesday night, though, on Dynamite. I'm telling well, you now, dude. He's facing Tony Nese, and Tony Nese only loses. So, I mean, <laughs> Tony Nese is another guy who thought he was going to be a big star. I, you know, Please. actually. He's another one that um, I, I can't get enough of watching him lose. Dude, his abs are more over than he is. Think about that for a minute. Uh, it's, it's really not that hard a thought. I mean, there's <laughs> there's nothing else interesting about him. <laughs> he's just, yeah, he's just plain Jane, dude. Anyway, we move on to the men of the year, and they are ready for Sammy Guevara at Battle of the Belt on Saturday. What I found funny, though, Ethan Page... He, I thought he was great. I thought all of them were great in their promo. But what made me laugh is when, um, what's his name? My oh God, how did I forget his name? Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert, that's it. <laughs> how did I forget his fucking name? Dan Lambert made Ethan Page laugh, which which I thought was legit. And then he went straight back into character in a matter of seconds, which was funny. I thought this was a cool little vignette in the back. I like him. I think men of the year have become so underrated right now, dude. Well, it's it's unfortunate because I know the future. Oof. Let's hope there's a brighter future there, Jeff. Can't we just hope? There isn't. No, we can't. Oh, it's boy. wrestling. It's, it's, we can't. Well, speaking of hope, we get Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee versus Team Wait, Taz. Did, did, did we miss the Nyla, Vicky Guerrero, Thunder Rosa? Not thing? yet. That's not yet, really? dude. Yes, that, really. That, that came after the main event? It came right before the main event. Oh, okay. So we'll be talking about that next, essentially. Oh, exciting. Right. We'll get to that. But anyway, 
So like I was saying, we get a matchup, a tag team matchup between Swift Strickland, Keith Lee versus Team Taz in Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. This was a decent match. I, I didn't mind it, man. And I think the right That's team good. actually won. Yeah, no, no, this was good. And it was refreshing to, to see uh, Team Taz win. Taz actually came down and acted as a heel manager and, and right, right. You know, barely got involved, but did get involved just enough to get well, his team to win. Um, yeah. So I, I, you know, I, I thought it was good. And I think Swerve and Keith Lee worked well together. I mean, it took a long time to set up that where that way sort of springboarding off his chest, but that was cool, say, dude. I, you know, I sometimes tell Steve that if you're going to watch AW, it's sort of like when you're watching MacGruber. Before you watch it, you either have to decide that you're going to like it or you're going to hate it because there's because right. there's no in between. You're never going to That's just true. watch it. Let's go. Yeah, you're either going to hate it or you're going to like it, depending on your attitude going in. Um, sometimes it catches you by surprise, but very but 95 percent of the time that's the way it is. Um, so yeah, I thought this was a good match. I mean, I know people are saying, "Okay, Keith Lee's just another wrestler." Well, guess what? That is what he is. He's a wrestler, and Swerve is just another wrestler. Everyone is just another wrestler when they have so many goddamn wrestlers there. They can't. They can't all be featured stars. They can't. They don't have. You know, if you had everyone get a title for ten days, the title is going to be meaningless. I agree with you one hundred percent. Couldn't have put it any better myself. But anyway. Wow. High praise. Yeah, high praise. Absolutely. Ricky Starks, man, he was over obviously in his hometown of New Orleans. And dude, he looked like he legit was getting emotional as he was walking to the ring. By the way, in the baddies section. Oh, did I did right. I see Kiera Hogan in the baddies section? Yes, you did. And you saw Red Velvet too, which was an absolute what the fuck moment for me. Okay. So the wrestlers that we see on TV shouldn't be in the baddie section. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I I understand that there might be some of the local enhancement talent. There may be some people in whatever they are performing. Or there could be the local whore talent on the street, possibly. Well, they, they can hire local <laughs> models or whatever, whatever they want to do. <laughs> if but you want to call them local models. That, I mean, like, here Hogan and, you know, they never use her. Red but still, cake. people would recognize her. And Red Velvet, they use quite a bit. Probably more than they should, but they shouldn't be in the baddies section, especially when two of them are faces and Jade is a heel. I mean, it it makes us. So, did they actually think that, like, like because only white people watch AW that we wouldn't recognize them? It was like oh. the show Atlanta where 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 the guy beat up a, a a white guy in blackface because he thought it was <laughs> Donald Glover Jr. Oh, Careful, Jeff. Careful. <laughs> I am just repeating something that happened in the show Atlanta. That that's was the, that was that's what happened. The guy got mad at Donald Glover Jr., who's the agent for you know he's Earn, he's the agent for Paperboy, and they you know because of the Cinder Claus and and Little Pete myth in in Holland for Santa Claus um, for Christmas, Paperboy wasn't going to do the concert because he thought it was really really racist, and so. <laughs> Ern said, I'll take care. He said, he said, Paperboy's sick, but don't worry. File an insurance claim. I'll work on the paperwork. You'll make more money this way. And the guy goes, I'm going to fucking destroy you. And Ern laughs and goes, okay. And he walks out and he puts a knapsack and he starts to walk out. And then the guy, you know, gets really mad. And he chases him down the stairs and he's looking around, but everybody's in, in Afros and blackface. And Ern just walks out the door and, and, and the guy picks like a random fan who's in blackface and an Afro and just can't tell the difference. 
you know, between white people and blackface and an actual black guy. And he starts beating the shit out of this other guy. And Aaron's like, look at him and just walks out. I mean, this this was in the show. I'm not, I'm just repeating it. Um, what's the threat here? Oh, so yeah. Middle-aged white dude here recognized Kara Hogan. Didn't look past to see that the red velvet was there, but apparently you recognized her too. So, I mean, that's that, that's a little weird. I don't mind the baddie section. Just don't do shit like that. But but what what, is, what exactly is the baddie section though? That's another thing. Like, what the fuck? Like this just sort of came out of nowhere. And it yeah, it's better than the Dark Order. It's just to get more people on TV so they. I can forgot get... about the Dark Order. What happened to them? Fuck! I totally yes. forgot about them. Don't say it more times. Um, sure. they they may show up. Um, yeah, especially if you say it three times. We're close. We're on yeah. two. Right. That's what that. Why do you think I'm getting so upset? Right. I mean, so they they you know get their four hundred dollars for being on TV. <laughs> well, anyway, let's move on to a, to a bad segment, in my opinion, where Thunder Rosa is in the back and he's interrupted by Nola Rose and Vicky Guerrero. They have a cake to celebrate his short title reign. But there is no writing on it because she isn't worth the money. Rosa, do you think I'm stupid, Vicky and Nyla? Yes. The cake goes in Rosa's face and she's so blind that she hits Vicky by mistake. Rosa gets Mm. sent into some boxes with Rose shouting that the joke is on Rosa because she loves cake. That's how she sounded. This was pretty great, in my opinion, but not really. Oh, um, yeah, I'm going to go with you on the not really. Um, yeah, the, the, this this was this was pretty terrible. But everything with Vicky is terrible. Excuse so, me. Yeah, and and frankly, <laughs> everything with Nyla is pretty terrible also. And you know, they they gave this three years, and it, yep. it's enough. And the the ironic thing is that Nyla was champion before Vicky Guerrero was her manager. She's That's had true. zero success, since, but I think she's had a few title shots, but she keeps losing them because, you know, she just beats up the new champion. She just attacks him from behind, but, you know, very WWE booking. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, I think this Nyla Rose experiment is over. They, they, they tried to be inclusive. They tried to be progressive, but she's just not good. I and agree, Vicky man. Is terrible. Vicky was always irritating, but at least, I mean, at least her husband died, you know, basically in the job and people wanted to keep around. There was some sentimentality to it and some things managed to work with Edge and whatever. And Dolph Ziegler, as disturbing as it was, that was sort of. Yeah, I know. It was weird. It did work. That's so weird, though. You're right. Why? Why, though? There's just, but there's no nostalgia for Vicky Guerrero 13 years absolutely not but it's true though ziggler and edge pulled that shit off with fucking vicky so well it was disgusting and yet funny at the same time i don't know but it it worked for whatever reason you're right but it's it's funny maybe we need to give it a bit more credit than we are actually jeff but both of them out alexander apprehendos out 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 out. uh I'll, i'll hold on to them actually ridiculous uh dark order out out all of them just all of them giant sweeper just just get rid of them just get rid of them every single one of them also um h2o whatever the fuck they called h to go at this point out 
Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure they're, they're non-renewed, so... Yeah. Well, yeah, like apparently, like Joey Janela, he's definitely out, and thank well, God Marco Stunt, he's out. Of, yeah, every every week they report that Marco Stunt's contract is non-renewed. I mean, I, I, I mean, so, I mean, I don't know why it's reported every week or, you know, just wait until his contract actually isn't renewed. I mean, right, exactly. Anyway, we move on to a little video package of Hangman Page versus Adam Cole in a Texas death match this friday on rampage so adam page has had what what is this like his fifth or sixth title defense yeah and something like that two of them have been in texas death matches <laughs> yeah well, he's the king of texas apparently now man of the death match even though he's from virginia that's right i mean heck they're even calling brock lesnar in WWE a cowboy now you think that's not a slap to hangman yes 100 percent. anyway We'll we'll talk about that on Uncaged this week, where we review Rampage on Hamidian on Hamin Media Network and also at channelattitude.com. But anyway, Ring of Honor to- TV total main event between Samoa Joe versus Minoru Suzuki, and I'm not gonna lie, Jeff, I was pumped for this matchup. A lot of people were, and I don't I don't really blame them. I mean, listen, I have seen all of four Minoru Suzuki matches that I can remember, and one of them was abysmal. One of them was pretty bad. One of them was meh. This one was good. I mean, this, this, I mean, listen, at 57 or whatever he is, I'm not expecting him to do like all sorts of crazy moves, but this match was exactly what was advertised. I mean, you know, maybe they go, you know, the, the chopping and the, and the Japanese strong style, which just means you just hate each other in the center of the ring over and over again forever no selling uh, but getting your chest read i mean oh, if that's it exciting, was no selfish don't worry about that right so there's plenty as far as the match was concerned it was fine it, it, it was exactly what people were expecting it was exactly what they delivered it was exactly right suzuki's flying back home joe gets the title the one title in ring of honor he's never held great he's back he gets a title with a promotion that may or may not exist excellent show should have ended with joe standing tall but Tony Khan, he's always got to do a little bit more with people you don't care about or even worse, don't know. 100% facts right there. That's true, man. Nevertheless, if you went into the match knowing what to expect, you're going to enjoy this match, 100%. But if you went into it thinking you're going to see your typical professional wrestling match, then you got another thing coming because it's not going to be like that. It's just a f- went for a good 11 minutes. Oh, easily. I mean, I'll tell you what it went for actually in a moment. But but I I I look. There was a lot of no selling. Yes, sure. Yes, that can annoy even us, right? But like I said, I knew what I was getting into. I really, and that's why I enjoyed it, man. This was exactly the type of match that I was expecting, and it's exactly what we got. You know what I mean? And you were right, Jeff. It was eleven minutes and thirty four seconds. But, uh, man, yeah, it was a choppy, choppy, your pee-pee sort of type of match. And, mm. um, dude, Joe became a lobster, literally, dude. Like, he was fine. red, but not just red on his chest, red all over his fucking body. It was fine. The whole, the, it was good. The, it, was, it was very enjoyable. It was, it was, it was fun, a, right. It, it delivered exactly what I was expecting, especially after being disappointed by this, you know, murder grandpa. Listen, I get it. Some of you ex- don't need as much because you have 30 years of equity with him. I don't. I, 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 if I've ever seen him before, I don't remember. 
Um, well, I'm heard a big the name. Fan. Well, Simpa, I know, and, and there's lots of people who are big fans, and there's lots of people who pretend they're big fans. Um, you know, and they got better pretending this time because some people were singing the song this time, which is a stupid ass song anyway. Um, <laughs> I did like how I do I did like how they said, What does that mean anyway? And like, you know, he's like, Oh, the spirit's something I forgot, and they, they stumped him, so that was good. So even they're pretending that they're fans, that, that that's fine. I don't care about. This was this is what I expected from a Samoa Joe Minoru Suzuki match. This is what I wanted to see, and this is what I would have expected to see 15 years ago, and I got it now. Great. I was, I was a very happy camper until the very end. And by the way, I didn't hate the ending nearly as much as everyone else. I, 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 I thought. I thought that I mean you have they're showing Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal the whole time, so the kid. Why the fuck is Sanjay Dutt is back on television for crying out loud? Why? I don't know. He's 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 just another guy who doesn't need to be on TV. He's not built Get like him a wrestler. Off, out now, like totally. Jay just Lethal, keep him as an agent. Yes, Jay Lethal can speak excellent on his own. He doesn't need. Right. If you want to give Jay Lethal a sidekick who's associated with Ring of Honor. They have forty people that are that are that are unemployed right now. I mean, pick sure. one. Pick one. They got plenty of good talkers. If you want one that's primarily a talker and less of a wrestler, Caprice Coleman comes to mind. Kenny King comes to mind. Kenny King's I mean, great. I like Caprice talking. Coleman too. At talking, and they're okay at wrestling. Colt Cabana's right there doing jack and shit. Oh, getting um, me out too, though out certainly get him out but but he's not he even doesn't doing suit AEW. Power. he's good for the independence man he's not good for anything he's well good yeah for that's sport. true he's not good for anything i couldn't care less about concubine i never but, have but, but the moment brody lee passed there was no reason for him in the dark order anymore either right. that, that was true. the whole thing um yeah, I mean, at that point they sort of just turned on him, and and but of course they couldn't make them heels after the man's death which um, and, I mean, I get it, but I don't. Um, anyway, so, uh, all right. So the present turns out to be an empty box where Jay Lethal puts his hand underneath it like Dick in a Box from <laughs> the Diner movie and the Sinai Live skit. That was and, funny, you know, though. That was good. Flips, it was it a should have ended bit. right there, though, Jeff. That's where it sh the show should have ended. That was it. Bang, and then that's it. the out for an extraordinarily long amount of time. A long and, time. And you're wondering, is it House of Black? Why that makes no sense. But Brody King comes from Ring of Honor. Why not? House of Black could be a cool thing. But they they had him do a Fuego del Sol thing. So you know they're not there. So that's it ain't that. I mean, you know in the past that, that they've done this 10 times and only once did it work. And that was when Malachi Black came out the first time. But, you know... The, the Dark Order the first time was an abject failure. There was Super Smash Bros. Then there was the Butcher, the Bunny, and the Blade. Nobody knew who they were or cared. Um, they, they, I actually they knew won. who they were, actually, believe it or not. Well, <laughs> I, well, I, know who, well I know who Allie was, and I and I know who Brandon, whatever his name is, Sutter is, or, or whatever, you know, Cutler. Yeah, not Cutler, whatever. He was an impact too. I mean, they're married. I, I knew who they were. I didn't know who the butcher was. You're talking about was, the Blade and, and Ali are married. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but his yeah. real his real name is like Braxton yeah. or Brandon or something. No, no, I know this. I know this. Fuck. I forgot their name because him and Ali went by a name too in the Indies. Fuck. Pepper. Yeah, Pepper little... something. Pepper. 
His name, oh, no, he went by Pepper Pippa, but but uh, but no, I mean his his name in Impact. Anyway, it doesn't. His name was Benson Dubois. Who cares? Oh, okay, and, and, in Impact, right? But but yeah, I mean, but they've done this before. So the lights come back on, and there's this giant guy, Indian guy there, and nobody knows who he is, and he's big, and sometimes that is enough, but in this case, mm. it wasn't because. Mm. AW fans like to be in on the joke. So anyway, mm. what? That stupid, stupendous, Kali lookalike guy, his name is Santam Singh. He All used right. to be an NBA player, and I'm sure he was crap. Okay, he was drafted by the NBA. He was never an NBA player. He got right. cut almost immediately. Um, yeah. He's very tall. Uh, he yeah. moves very slowly. He's, he's, he's you know, listen. He looks better than Shanky, but he looks he doesn't look as good as Shanga if we're gonna compare giant. And Indian. let's be honest, he looks better than Great Kali too, man. Except Kali no, Kali looked deformed, which made him intriguing. No, Kali, sort of Kali looked like a monster. Kali Kali did his job. I know that wrestling fans now when they look back at it, they're like, ooh, he's terrible. Shut up. He was a monster. He was he a was, legit monster. Was. I still um, don't like him, but he was a monster, no less. And, and then he beat up the Big Show and make him cry. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Which is also funny. Um, and anyway, uh, so the guy, you know, he's not very good at the wrestling thing. He's trying to do like a like a cr- crush your skull kind of thing, like a as all big Indian guys do. I mean, anyone with giant hands, you know, that seems to be you know something that would make sense. Um, you know, they're trying to get their own almost, I guess. And listen, credit to AEW for trying to bring in another big guy. But the, the setup for, I mean, they could have waited a week. I, I don't know. I think someone like this needed an introduction before oh, they had a, you think? attack someone. <laughs> yeah. To, 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 to let you know who he was. This 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 was this was, this was a fail. Um, but like everyone's panning like it was fail. the worst thing ever. They did worse things in this show than than this, so right. I didn't hate. Uh, I just I just didn't think it was important, and I and I think you could have let Joe had his moment there, and that could have been the end. That's of it. it. They, That's right. Why couldn't they just fucking do that? They did. They did. AEW. They love getting their fucking their load all over a fucking show every week, and there's a right. huge announcement next week, Jeff. Remember? Uh, yeah, another huge announcement. But this is the one you've been waiting for, right? Right. Apparently, it's going to be huge. This is good. This is going to be the AEW New Japan Super Show, one a one day event. So 50-50 booking, and and you're gonna you're gonna see, you're gonna see all your favorites like Tomokiro Ishi, Sashimi, Masasaki, um, oh, no. uh, Octopus Tempura. Um, <laughs> you're a prick. Speaking of the yeah. racist Olympics, uh-huh. <laughs> we got gold. Dr. Jeff Lippman. <laughs> Masahiro Chonoberg, the Jewish Chonoberg, Japanese. Jewish Japanese superstar. Yeah, yeah Chonoberg. <laughs> Chonoberg. Chonoberg. Oh no, that sounds bad, Jeff. Masahiro Chonoberg. No, it'll be good. I promise. It's New <laughs> Japan. It'll definitely be good. They'll have oh, Hideki Akami <laughs> and Carol <laughs> the Cat and. <laughs> Daryl the cat and Daryl the cat. That's that's a cool. real thing. There is Daryl the cat. I know that. <laughs> the best Japanese wrestler I've ever seen was Daryl the cat. Um, <laughs> obviously, it won't be Sonata and Naito because they have no knees. 
Um, uh, well, neither does Tanahashi, but he's still around. Well, he might not be there either because he's got no knees. I assume Okada will be there, but uh, probably no Omega. Unless they think Omega will be back. In no, time. they would have to be doing this in line with Omega coming back. Otherwise, he'd be really pissed, I reckon. Okada Punk would be fine, or Okada Brian would oh, be fine. Oh, imagine that. Okada Punk. That's a smarky smarks wet dream sure. type of match. Or Moxley. I mean, frankly, who the fuck cares about... I mean, the people who care about Omega already saw Omega Okada 7,000 times. I don't know if you know this... And how I feel about Omega. I'm I'm a huge Omega fan, Jeff. I know. You didn't shut up about how big and strong he is and how you want to have sex with him in many, wow. many dirty ways. Wow. I'll pretend I didn't hear that. I said that you think he's <laughs> big and strong and want to have sex with him in many dirty ways. So what? What? <laughs> anyway, let's move on from that. Jimmy Joe gets the wind. Joe gets the wind. And then a eucalyptus. Koalas, Jeff. Koalas. They love you. He promises that he's gonna kiss us on the zippers. No kisses on the zippers here, Jeff. But anyway, before we end the show, tell them where they can find you, Jeff, because I think we really need to take it out right now. Unemployed. (laughs) Oh boy. Overexposed. Very Uh, overexposed. Wherever Jimmy is, much to his regret, you can find me. (laughs) Um garden of doom non-wrestling podcast so check it out this week i haven't decided the show that i'm gonna drop yet i think it's gonna be uh ken godsworth's he's a best-selling author and he wrote a book called ufos in the bible and it's yes i know you think you've heard it all before and parts of it you have but you haven't heard his take on it which is very much retranslating old hebrew properly including grammar and syntax and taking it that way which makes a whole lot of sense and we talk about some stuff his book is very disciplined to UFOs in the Bible, but we talk about things that are extra biblical as well. Um, but this week I'm really excited because I'm supposed to record with Australia's own Mike Hilliard, who has the best geopolitical podcast I've ever heard called The Red Corner. And Red we're going to, yeah, I love that show. It's so good. He's so smart. And. Uh, we're gonna. He's gonna talk to me about the future of warfare in space. We're gonna talk about wow. the stamp. We're gonna That's talk about Armenia game. versus Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. Um, like I gave him a list of things, expecting him to like pick two or three. He's like, yeah, we can do that. So wow. I, yeah, that's, I, a, that's a that's a big get, Jeff. It is a big get. I mean, he's this is this is a real deal. This is like a. This is like a Dan fake history. By the way, Dan Carlin was on the Eastern Border today with my man Kristoff. So he's a big deal, too. He's actually covering the Ukraine war from from the front. So he's been wow. going to Ukraine. He's been going to Poland. He, he lives in Latvia, but he's so folks check subscribe to the Eastern Border. If you have a few bucks, uh, Patreon, because he's he's spent a thousand dollars, three thousand dollars, but he's gotten two thousand dollars euros. Uh, from from donors, so he's in the hole for a thousand dollars, and he's, I mean, he should be being paid by a network for what he's doing. He's actually doing frontline reporting. So, uh, but that's not about me. Garden View sister show, the Garden of Doom, more mainstream legal. We talked about student loan law and policy this week. Um, I recorded the show with uh, on the Jones Act and the Longshoremen's Act, but fear not. The reason for that is because it's federal transit and cargo laws that we're going to extrapolate to space. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 
And then the wrestling podcast, Hammerlock Hangover, which is back here on the PWC. It is. It actually is. So you don't even have to choose networks. You can, <laughs> you can, everything's right here. It's all right here, folks. That's right. But before we actually totally end it, I forgot to mention one thing and I wanted to get your opinion on it. What did you think of um, Dynamite's rating, actually, this week? Um, I mean, whenever they go down, people think it's a tragedy. But I'm just going to stick to, listen, they had a bunch of title matches on. So, you know, they're sort of running out of tricks and gimmicks and, and things to, to, to do pops. Right. Um, but... I always sort of figured they were like sort of had a 850,000 settle in audience. So as long as they keep beating that, I think they're doing just fine. Um, they did 977, which was down 12,000 from the week before, which is not much difference. The demo went down further, which I guess is a big deal to them. But I'm telling you, at numbers like that, it doesn't matter. Um, I don't know. I. I I think they're doing fine. I think the bigger thing they need to worry about is the budget cuts from Discovery and and the PG desire from Discovery and if AW's even on their radar at all and they sort of should hope that they're not. Right, I agree. Oh, well, in saying that, man, I think we can take it home now officially. And like I said, like I always say every week, please like and subscribe right here at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com where you can like find Omega does. like Omega does absolutely he does <laughs> and you can find right you can find my shows and you can also find Jeff's shows right here on the PWC network also if you want to follow me follow me on Twitter at the PWC network and at DJ Mass Effects and I think that's about it so Jeff let's take it away I'm Jimmy T he's Jeff Lippman and you've been listening to the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish right here on the PWC network and on the PW Hustle Networks. Peace. Whoa, hustle. Stay evil, my friends. Stay evil.
Did everyone have a really, really good time at Dynamite tonight? Hell yeah, you did, because AEW Dynamite is the hottest show in professional wrestling on TV. And AEW fans, just like the ones here in New Orleans tonight, are the best wrestling fans in the world. But we got an extra special treat for you tonight. Because myself, Brian Danielson, Willie Uta, and William Regal wanted to be out here not just to feel your energy tonight. And prepare and get ready to kick ass this Friday night on Rampage. We wanted to present to you somebody very special. Somebody you saw earlier tonight. And as a pro wrestler, it's really great. Because you start out in these in these small little, uh, small little shows, you're wrestling in front of 25 people, you're wrestling in bars and barns and for children's birthday parties and shit like that. To come home to a packed arena, chant your name at shows you went to and you sat in the audience and you watched the ring and you had big dreams one day to come back to your hometown arena. It's a really big goddamn deal. So. We're going to bring out your hometown boy. New Orleans, bring him out. Who the fuck is that? This ain't the Rocky Horror Picture Show convention, dude. This is a wrestling show. Is this guy your guy? Oh. Uh, this is Dan Housen. Uh, he's sort of an old friend, but things are kind of awkward now um, because of the whole blood on my Look, we don't want you hanging around guys like this anymore. Do 10 push-ups right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. is a proposition for you. Either you give Dan Housen the suit for free, or you're cast! Give me your shoes.
He's in cash, Jackie. Oh my God. Listen, I, uh, when we wanted the uh, hometown guy to come out, we weren't thinking of you. So could the real hometown boy come out right now? Guys, we honestly, we keep trying. Do you want me to try one more time? Listen, listen, I can't promise it's gonna work. You want me to try one more time? Okay, would the New Orleans hometown guy please come out? The revolution is televised.
You know, I actually grew up eight minutes from this arena. Being claimed, top of the chain, so I bet you getting all the fans. Listen, claims, running in the game. Listen, yo, everybody saying, yo, wanna be acclaimed. Platinum Max, all y'all heard of me. About to do y'all dirtier than Bourbon Street. This whole city smells like a Portageon, and y'all look the other way like Ed Orgeron. And y'all need insulin. Y'all are fatter than Zion Williamson. Nice, right? some fun but Max and I we're pretty pissed because we were left off the show tonight and I'm gonna let you in on a little secret guys last week they acclaimed we had the highest rated segment on dynamite and it makes total sense because everyone loves the acclaimed That also means that we had a higher segment than this Nosferatu-looking ass, Danhausen. Much higher than the hometown chomp Ricky Starks. Hey, you keep it up and I'm gonna push that hairline all the way back to the end of your ass. Hey, have a great barber, shut the hell up. And that means it was a much higher rating than the Blackpool Combat Club. Oh, what's the matter, Mr. Regal? Over here looking like you ate a big bowl of fish and chips. You disagree with the acclaimed? How about Platinum Max? The best wrestler alive gets in there and shows you all a thing or two.
the big man, walking tall, being proud, looking good. And running over things. Including human beings. And he manhandled Starks to the corner, but oh, what a headbutt by Keith Lee. One of the great things about Keith Lee, gentlemen, of the event 348, athletic 348, is his first step. His first step is NFL caliber, in my view. Back elbow. Oh, Starks, what a knee strike. Watch out. Oh, my God. He played the leapfrog, and Hobbs speared his own partner. Great agility. Great agility. Hard to believe. Now, look at the strength. We knew that was there. You kind of could tell that by looking at this fellow. He built him into a pile is what he did. And how do you prepare for someone like limitless Keith Lee? You, you've got lots of tape of other people. Because he'll scare you to death if you watch a lot of him. Whoa! Combination assault from Swerve and Keith Lee. Cover. Starts Paul oh, Ricky. Said ain't so. Ricky able to kick out. Boy, it was close. Man, the closest one yet. And Stark still got something in the tank, although I don't know how much. Stark's in his hometown of New Orleans. He ain't gonna give up. Swerve was looking for the half and half. There's a lot of fight in this dog. Ricky counters and Swerve. Oh, you saw Hobbs trying to grab Strickland by the hair, but Swerve just too quick. Well, the boot caught uh, Ricky Starks right in the face. Good look at cast an eye over to Hobbs that time. Swerve. I think he's trying to lure, and he lure Hobbs in. He did. Good call. He sure did. To get him off that, that apron. Swerve rolls through. Spear! Spear by Starks. What a counter. That happens to get a lot of rolling going on. Oh, took, the, took the big man's feet out from underneath Ricky there. Starks on fire in his hometown. Oh, my God, Starks is feeling it. Two, no! A long two count for the hometown hero here, looking for the biggest win, the biggest emotional win, certainly, of his entire career. And look yep. at Swerve going to his corner, but Keith Lee's been taken out. That's flipping DDT by Starks very nearly scored the victory, but Swerve triple tough. And I thought that was it, and I was wrong. Yeah, and he did. It was a tag made. Did Lee make a tag that time? I'm not, I guess not. I thought he reached up. I wasn't sure, but. I think he did, Tony. Yeah, because he did make a tag. Swerve with Starks up on the shoulder. Oh, wow! Man, that unique teamwork. One, two, no! Powerhouse Hobbs saves the day. And now look here, so the big bulls want to roam. They want to be turned out. Uh, Stephen Smith getting involved in there as well, our referee. Man, I can see that. Yeah, push him away, I man. All that Starks and, uh, <laughs> or excuse me. Oh, God. Keith Lee. And now Powerhouse Hobbs has his chance to get his hands on Keith Lee. Oh, look at Taz. But wait, Starks looking for maybe the Rochambeau? Taz, uh, obviously, uh, administratively, deeply involved with Team Taz, of course, yep. But a tactical error there by Ricky Starks. He was looking for the Rochambeau on Keith Lee. Taz had a November to remember in this building. 
Jones, huh? With Swerve on the shoulder. Oh! Man, right in the ring post. It told Taz to move out of the way. And now, oh, he's... Starks likes to launch off the top rope with that Tornado DDT. Keith Lee stops Starks in his tracks. And Starks, what a spear! Starks? Yeah, that's a hell of a way to interrupt the count. Swerve Strickland with the 450 splash. Whoa! Hobbs running over Swerve in the corner. Powerhouse Hobbs, the last man standing. Oh, my God. The strength here, this is a dream matchup. I tried to get it out earlier. I got tongue-tied, Tony. Yeah, another elbow in the back of the head. The dream is going to be all powerhouse Hobbs. I want to see these two men fight. Oh, Tess just grabbed the boot. Look at that, the spinebuster. What the hell? There are your winners. I can't believe Breaking it. Starks and powerhouse Hobbs. A very timely intervention by Taz to give Powerhouse Hobbs the opening and score the victory for Hobbs and absolute Ricky Starr. Hey, uh, Excalibur Taz just played one hell of a big hand. He played a couple of big cards right there. He certainly did. He's he, he kind of declared himself. Maybe the old Taz is re-emerging. And we are watching this tag team grudge match unfold. Nice. How about that? Drop kick by Chris Jericho. Nice drop kick, timely. Found it smart, even more important. Jericho ends the exchange with the advantage. That tells the story right there. Eddie Kingston and Santana watching their friend Ortiz getting bludgeoned by Chris Jericho. See Kingston with that thump shirt playing, paying tribute to the great. Late great junkyard dog. And you best believe there'll be some thumping if Kingston gets tagged in. That's what dogs the finishing hold. It was a power slam, was called the thump. And Jericho grabbing the boot of Ortiz, trying to stop Ortiz in his tracks. By the way, he got that finish from the cowboy Bill Watts. Modified the yoke on the stampede. And Ortiz takes down Jericho. Sir Lomani got him tag. Look at Eddie Kingston. Eddie is. He's, he's needing so badly to get a tag and get in this match so he can get him some. Come on now! And no! Oh, Garcia! Just a blindside shot on Ortiz. With great suddenness and quickness, Garcia did everything he had to do to keep the advantage. Oh, Ortiz! Except that. Big ovation for Eddie Kingston. Boom! Right hand. Oh, what an Enzigiri! A, a cross chop on the throat, but Kingston fights through the pain. Oh! Yeah, he didn't absorb a lot. Double arm suplex by Eddie Kingston. A butterfly, baby. He's making a quick a tag out to Santana. Oh, yeah. I like a bigger, leaner, but that's what? oxymoronic uh, Santana. Count with him, JR. Two. Three amigos, ladies and gents. A tribute to the late, great Eddie Guerrero. See, anytime we can honor those that have paved the way, I think it's a great thing. Eddie was pointing upstairs towards and Santana the Frog splash. This could be it too. No. Santana.
Santana came down hard on Garcia. Look at him. Boom, right? On the money, but Garcia, and a testament to the toughness of young Daniel Garcia. Garcia covering up, but it was a little bit too late on that. Santana plants Garcia Ortiz. See, none of these guys have got, Eddie's group have got the advantage. They need to close this deal. What leg drop? All oh, three guys have got him some. Okay, now, finalize. Well, Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz with the advantage right now. Jake Hager, wow, swiped out on the outside. And what now, is Eddie going to do? My God, Tope Suicida, he collided head to head with Hager. And now Santana Ortiz looking for the street sweeper, but instead, oh, what a great counter there. Man, heavy artillery's out tonight. This is out of control. Shearless Angelo and thumbless Matt. Oh, Ortiz. Wipes out Matt Menard and Angelo Parker on the outside. Eddie Kingston gets the tag. And now there's nothing to separate Kingston and Garcia. Oh. Eddie, so unorthodox. In some worlds, it'll happen half here. Oh, exploder. Exploder. And Kingston looking for the orc in the back fist. Oh, man. Garcia coming. Oh, what was there's something in the back, all right. The bat in the spine, the cover, and Garcia steals it. Here are your winners, the Jericho Appreciation. Now look at Jericho, jumping on the hill for Eddie Kingston. And too many here. You got basically five on three, the numbers this is too great. This has been the story of this oh, run, the numbers advantage. Look at those ribs. Kingston, Santana, right. Ortiz. Look at this. They've got all the heart in the world, but five on three. It's impossible to match up with. He's telling Jake Hager to get in now. It's five on one, basically. Well, this is not going to fare well. I can promise you. Oh, they're, they're, they're going to bring a Santana and Ortiz both in the ring as well. Judas Effect just cracking Ortiz. Ortiz down in a hurry as a result of the contact from the Judas Effect. A lot of torque. A lot of payback coming for somebody yeah, in well, this whole melee. It's easy when the numbers are in your advantage like this. Five standing, three laying on the mat. Kingston Santana Ortiz tried to neutralize Menard and Parker. But still, yeah, the numbers tell the story here tonight on Dynamite. O'Reilly can hurt you in a variety of ways. He's an equal opportunity offender. Oh, look at Jungle Boy, though. Tremendous turn of momentum, and he makes the tag. Wow. Tag Team Championship is on the line in one of our biggest nights ever here on Dynamite. Lizard Man fighting hard to retain these Tag Team Championships along with his great partner, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Luchasaurus single-handedly looking 
to neutralize Red Dragon. Oh. Quickness. Well, an assist with the boot from Kyle O'Reilly. Release German suplex. O'Reilly landed hard on his head and shoulder. Right on his head. Look at this agility, flexibility. Big tail whip that time. Red teeth. No. Wait, man, look at Kyle O'Reilly. Wow. I'm going to say, he went right at the big man with a lariat. Luchasaurus with both members of Red Dragon. Choke <laughs> slam. Oh, my God. Standing moonsault press. One, two, no. They got to hand it uh, to the challengers. They're just not giving up for the hell of a fight. We got a hell of a fight on going here. This is for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. Big trios match still to come. Eddie Kingston on one side. Chris Jericho, the Jericho Appreciation Society on the other. Yeah, we saw Santana Ortiz and Kingston strike first, and then Marina Shafir will make her AEW Dynamite debut, taking on Sky Blue later on tonight. How about this? That is broken out on Rampage. It'll be here tonight. Keith Lee and Swerve against Ricky Starks at Powerhouse House. And then our main event, what a dream match for the Ring of Honor World Television Championship. Minoru Suzuki looks to defend that title against Samoa Joe. That, that one won't be pretty, but you can be able to hear it in the other room. Whoa, what a, what a double team move. Jungle Boy, deep cover. No. Rick Knox's hand was coming down. He got close. Let's hear for the perseverance here of Bobby Fish on that. I didn't think there was any way he could get out of it. Look at this jungle boy. Pinpoint accuracy with the elbow drop. Jungle boy, an amazing athlete. Was true to his attempt there to put his adversary away. Just send a written off two. Now, jungle boy went for that elbow strike to the back of the head. Bobby Fish heard the footsteps. He was able to duck it in the blind tag. Tag made. O'Reilly. Butterfly suplex. Oh my God, he still got it. He hangs on and now Red Dragon, the launch, the German. Somebody's got to leave. Cover, two, no, Jungle Boy kicks out, but yeah. into the cross arm breaker. Good Juji Katami. That's got to be it. The cross, the cross arm breaker is looking to be the magic formula to put the tag titles on the challenge. And notice how O'Reilly grabbed the left leg of Jungle Boy to prevent Jungle Boy from making it to the ropes, but he still does. Yeah, I got the foot under the rope just barely. Wow, what a match, guys. Tremendous technique, tremendous strategy there by Kyle O'Reilly. Red Dragon, former three-time Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. They held those titles for almost two years combined with 30 successful. Tag team title defenses looking for their first time. And O'Reilly's a former uh, Ring of Honor world champion. He is, and Jungle Boy, though, not going to give up those AEW World Tag Team Champions that, that easily. Whoa, Luchasaurus. Ready to pay. Uh oh, look at this. With Kyle O'Reilly on the shoulders, Luchasaurus. Jungle Boy is looking for the Doomsday device, perhaps. But Fish sweeps up the leg, and O'Reilly. Look at this, the hanging front chancery. Tag, I believe, was made there. And oh, my God. Look at this. O'Reilly oh. neutralizing Luchasaurus. Bobby Fish, the Avalanche Falcon Arrow. Can he seal the deal? One, two, no! Man, what a hell of a way to 
break up the pinfall. That, that was going to be a three count. That was going to be it. His fans are loving this one. Our long-awaited event postponed for months and months. Fans are loving that we're here. They're, they're here. We're glad you folks are watching at home. And they're happy. They're seeing a hell of a World Tag Team title match. A big uppercut by Luchasaurus, but O'Reilly, a combination of his own. Luchasaurus catches. Nice. Drops. Step. Oh, what a count of a jungle boy! Fish with the back elbow. Oh, that headbutt. That was toxic. Rolling elbow strike by O'Reilly. Jungle boy DDT! Man, that DDT had everything you'd ever want in one. Perfect execution by Jungle Boy. Bobby Fish eats the tail whip from Luchasaurus. And Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Jurassic Express! One, two, three! Hard fought. One hell of a tag title matchup. Oh, it is in this match. And still, AEW World Tag Team Champions, Jungle Boy and Lucha Soros. JR, hard fought but well deserved victory for the AEW World Tag Team Champions here tonight on Dynamite. Jungle Boy looks to be a little bit worse for wear, but he never slowed up, he never backed up. He fought like a man. And oh, look, wait! O'Reilly with a chair to the knee and now across the spine of Jungle Boy. One cannot trust Red Dragon by any stretch of the imagination. Completely unsportsmanlike conduct from Red Dragon. Kyle O'Reilly, the attack after the bell. Man, a, a findable offense to say the least. Attacking after the bell with a chair. In my estimation, estimation, excuse me, that should be that should cost you some money. Wait a second. The double crown champions, Ring of Honor and Triple A Tag Team Champions, Dax Harwood, Cash Wheeler, FTR. Are they the best tag team in the world? Didn't he say yes, emphatically. Six-star FTR. All right. Here we see Jade, Car Jade Cargill not even paying attention as Marina Shafir and Sky Blue square off. And the oh! The ultimate insult that, oh, the baddies are here. The baddies section, women that uh, exemplify the, the strength and confidence of the hashtag Jade brand. And look at Red Velvet. Kiara Hogan, part of the baddie section. They look nice. But what does this mean? I mean, Red Velvet and Jade. Well, I'm not even going to guess anymore, Excalibur. There's no. no reason to guess. We don't know. I, I, the fact is, is that, look at this, look at Scapulator. Red Velvet has qualified for the Owen Hart Tournament. And she has been one of the But we've seen a change in attitude. And she has also been Look at this. <laughs> Look at this. Mark Sterling trying to trying to alert Jade Cargill of the threat that Marina Shafir poses. Yeah, man. Marina making easy work of Sky Blue seemingly here. Sterling, the red velvet's a baddie now. I just 
to the Raiders run. Well, there you go. That's the way it happens, right? Oh, oh Marina Shafir, though, hammering Sky Blue. Sky can't even get to her feet. What a, what a striker. We mentioned three pro MMA fights before beginning her pro wrestling career. I mentioned that already. And she's showing how much of a striker she is. Not only that, how much punishment she can take because right now Sky Blue's trying to hit her with just about everything. Look at this pump handle. Marina with the pump handle. Arm capture just overhead throw by Shafir. Seems like more often than not that these uh, ladies of MMA background have a higher threshold of pain or at least they don't sell it. Their facial expressions are like granite sometimes. Look at this. She, she knows the best. Oh, wait a second. There. Sky Blue trying to take advantage of Marina Shafir. Transitions around with the waist lock. Sky Blue hangs up to the ropes. Shafir. Hold on to the ankle. Looking for the knee bar. But Sky Blue throws the thrust kick. Oh, just a palm strike to the sternum. Now look at this. Shafir rolls through. She's got the leg captured, and now the triangle is well, and Sky Blue immediately tapping out. Nowhere for Sky Blue to go. The winner of this match, Marina Shafir. She's paying a lot of attention to the baddies here, isn't she? Well, we know a collision between Marina Shafir and Jade Cargill is imminent. And Jade Cargill not not taking this threat seriously, but I think Mark Sterling is gonna have to tell his client, you better watch out. Well, earlier today, our broadcast colleague, Lexi Near, tried to get another word with the cold, hard, and handsome devil, Hook. And he loves living up here. Wait, here they go. Oh, oh, oh. oh, slipped off the top rope, Penta. Rolled through, and I think that was the damage done to Punk's knee. I think so. We saw it right before we went into picture-in-picture. Picture. Punk hit that tope suicida, and he came up clutching that knee. And now he is writhing in pain on the mat. Touching that knee and writhing in pain, not good for a 23-year veteran. And uh, Rimsburg doing what he should be doing, and checking on the safety of the health in general. Oh, man. And to keeping the pressure on. Hey, now, Penn, Penn is doing the right thing, JR. Yeah, now, switch, now what he does is go to work, work on that knee. It, There's no sense in looking at headlocks or wrist locks or hammer locks or, or lock locks. CM Punk locks and bagels. I don't care. Don't look at any better than that. CM Punk, the three consecutive victories here in AEW. The dog collar win over MJF. He defeated Dax Harwood and then Max Caster. Now, CM Punk primed to take out another tag team specialist, but. Penton, no slouch. He's won nine of his last ten singles matches. Yeah, that was just that last move was disturbing, to say the least. Punk is not always not right with the world as far as CM Punk in that leg. I think that's quite obvious to ascertain without having to be a doctor. Penton, big right hand. Punk blocks it though. Punk with the high ground turns things over on six around on Penton. Now CM Punk needs to be careful here. Real oh, look at oh. this. Going caution to the wind is yeah. CM Punk. Absolutely. Fearless. Desperation. Good comment, JR. Fearless and right. Rising knee strike. Catches Penta right on the jaw. And now Punk may be thinking GTS. But Penta, those elbows, finding the jaw of CM Punk. Look at this Punk. Punk fading. That leg seemed to uh, buckle. We've seen Penta pull this out of his arsenal. He could be looking to snap the arm of CM Punk. 
Punk's gonna fight out of it quickly, and he does. Does nice little schoolboy there by Punk. Punk looking for Anaconda Vice. There it is. There it is. He's got the double wrist lock, but Penta, you can see digging in his heels, moving his hips, trying to get to the ropes. Can Penta make that crawl? He oh. does. Wow. It was there for his out of bounds. The hole's going to be broken. Rinsberg does a nice job of stepping in quickly. Bad break for Punk. But uh, I don't know what, what's left for uh, Penta. I think Penta a little frustrated that he didn't go to snap the arm of CM Punk a little sooner. Well, Punk did a great job of going with the, the snap of the arm, rolling into Penta to block that attempt. When you're a great submission wrestler like CM Punk is, you know all those shortcuts and tendencies that your opponent is likely to use or try to use in a submission. This is how they started the match, just toe-to-toe, -to -toe, and they're doing it again. But you see Punk unsteady on that knee. Definitely get, oh, to the midsection, Penta. Oh, no. If he thinking fear factor on the apron. I'm thinking hospital. Double underhook. Oh, no. Punk got his feet underneath him. And CM. Oh, look out, look out. Oh, my God, that's dangerous. Oh, Punk. The roundhouse kick. Penta, I think, tried to get his shoulder in the way, but the drive of Punk's foot. Knocking Penta back into the ring. Tremendous. This evolved into a very physical and a very strategic match. Oh, Punk! Able to springboard. But did he have 100% behind that flying lariat? That's a question only Punk can answer, quite frankly. Second time he's gone to that rising knee strike in the corner. Clothesline, and now it could be time for Penta Oscuro to go to sleep. It's not past his bedtime, but he may not have anything to say about it. There you go. Just let him expend a lot of energy and effort to get to his feet. Punk's going to help him up here a little bit. Heel the boot driven to the side of the head. Now Punk picks up on the fireman's carry. He's primed to hit. He's no block. Penta to block the knee strike. Penta hangs on to the knee. No, Punk escapes out roundhouse again. Penta, you hear that? Chopping with the Enzigiri. He's going to try it again here. The arm is captured. Penta hammering down on the midsection. Just roll with him, roll him, roll him over. Oh, he's doing it again. Roll Punk turns, turns the hips. He's got the, the leg hook. Penta turns it Guys, very little wasted motion, if any. Straight shot right to the face of CM Punk, who's about a, a block away from Dream Street. Oh, got him again! Got caught in midair! Boom! GTS! Outstanding! Let it kick off!
PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to. PW Hustle, the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment.